What is good, everyone out there in the YouTube world, in the Twitter world, in the Facebook world? And you know what? Even the podcast. We can't forget about the podcast. We might be a little bit far away. We might be three and closer to the sky. Hopefully, everyone is having a great day so far. Uh, CJ, in a while, uh, we didn't go live yesterday. Nick is having a little tech. Not me this time. So hopefully he will join us. He was on here a second ago and his camera kept freezing, so he's rebooting and seeing how things are going. Uh, we didn't go live yesterday. Sorry about that, guys. But yesterday was Mother's Day. want to say happy Mother's Day to everyone out there in some form or fashion. Uh, we appreciate you. If you're a mother-to-be, to me, to me, you're a mother. Uh, if you already got kids, actually some of you fur babies, mothers out there, it's fine. It's okay to celebrate it. Happy Mother's Day to all the women out there that are raising us up to love whatever we do and to mold us into young men that we are. CJ, how are we doing today? Doing well. All is well. I just want to reiterate that as well. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, you know, make it happen uh, for their families. Uh, shout out to you guys. But yeah. Uh, if it weren't for you great. all, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. <laughs> exactly. So play a big part um, in everyone's lives. So definitely happy Mother's Day. It's crazy, crazy, uh, crazy week of basketball. Absolutely. Um, and here we are, Final Four. Final Four. Are, how are you doing? I forgot to charge my or plug my. Because, you know, I know you had a, a tough series against the superior team. And, you know, you fought as hard as you could and, you know, just fell short due to Hemi Butler. But, you know, how are you feeling after the, the next season? We'll, we'll say that. Let's let's start there before we really get going too much into stuff. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously upset. Not even just, just how we lost, you know, this – for Brunson to play so well and, uh, you know, really couldn't get contribution from the other two guys that you consider the trio. So, uh, you, know, the, you know, the way they went out was was tough, but we've seen some other teams go out worse <laughs> in, uh, in the game sixes. So, can't be too bad. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to turn my volume with just a bit. Uh, me, for one, at least for the Knicks, I didn't think they would make it nearly as far as they did back in the summer. Uh, you definitely were one of the true fans, of course. You living in New York, you kind of have a little more insight, I guess. We'll say that. Nice cup, by the way. And uh, I had them, I think, ranked as fifth, maybe sixth in our top ten that we did. And me and Nick, we thought that you were crazy on that. I think we had them. I think I had them at eight or somewhere around there. But uh, they 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 played well. I hope they can keep it up. I don't – of course, next season is what I mean. Obviously, their season's over with because, you know, Miami being on. But, you know, I hope they keep it up for for years to come. Uh, they'll make some changes. We know that. Do you think they, they start next season with Julius? Uh, let's let's wait. Let's wait till we get into the series. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I was hoping Nick would get on here a little bit, but he or sooner than now. But Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, too, before we got it, what's your favorite kicks to hoop in? Favorite kicks to hoop in. Okay. Right now, I'm rocking in the uh, – oh, no, I lied. Uh, so, I got Under Armors on, and I don't really like those as much. Uh, I, I've kind of went to – Just the just – like, is it Curry's or – I don't think it's Curry's. Uh, I did have a uh, – well, maybe it's Curry's. I just didn't pay attention to it now that you say that. 
But uh, one of my favorites was probably the first Currys that they came out with that you could customize yourself and everything. I liked those, and it was the first pair of shoes I ever owned to play basketball in that didn't have the springs in it. And, and I, I know I'm probably dating myself a little bit here because when I was in junior high and everything, it was big about having those four springs in the back of your heels that's supposed to make you bounce and jump higher. Every season of any basketball that ever played had those in it or those with it. And so it was kind of weird for me to go away from those. Like I still want those. Like I feel like to play basketball, it has to have those springs in the back. So uh, my wife, back when we were uh, first getting married, she, uh, for Valentine's Day, got me the Currys that could customize to a team I was coaching. The black and yellow had Lawson on the side, double zero. I mean, it was it was sweet to have that on there. But I would say it was probably one of my favorite because I could customize it so much. So I'll leave it at that. I'll go with the probably the first generation Currys that I were able to get. All right, Nick, what about you? Favorite kicks to hoop in? Kobe's always got to have Kobe's. I'm playing, Nick. We can totally hear you. We no, can hear don't you. Play. Dude, I'm trying to figure this stuff out, dude. I'm trying to figure this stuff out, man. I'm already tripping. But anything Mabas. I don't know what it is, man. Like, I'll never forget when I first really started hooping at some Mabas. I was in high school. We had a pickup game. And then one of my old friends, he just happened to have, like, an extra, extra pair with him. And he was like, he was like, he was like, hey, you want these? I was like, all right, cool. Then I just started hooping at them. And then after that, it was my history. Head. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll be real. Like my 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 sophomore year, my sophomore year, I tried hooping at KDs, and I swear I sprained my ankle like at least three or four times. So after that, I love Kevin Durant, but I can't I can't hoop into KDs. Can't do it at all. Yeah, the KDs. Yeah, the fours. I mean, even Kobe's are kind of low cut. But yeah, obviously Kobe eights. Probably the most comfortable um, hmm. out, of, out of the ones that you wore. Yeah, Kobe's for sure for me. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm obviously New Balance, New Balance gang. So uh, I've never had a pair of New Balances. Crazy. So yeah, I mean, hey, give it a shot. Comfortable stability. You know, <laughs> just give it a shot. But um, we're ready for I'm, that sponsorship, New Balance. Come on. Yeah, soon, soon, soon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the Omnis. I'm this one's Black History Month. That's the one I've been rocking. I'm about to get a pair of the two-way V3s, the one that Jamal Murray wears. Um, he has a lot of custom colorways. Um, you got to get some Kawhis, man. Got to get some claws. Yeah, I got I got a pair of Kawhis. Okay. Pair of Kawhis. Well, the first generation. He's new balance, man. You know he's got those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, sec- the second one's second one's okay. But the first ones are definitely his uh, best shoe. Uh, but, yeah, right now, I'm this. And they came out with a new one, uh, Fresh Frome, but. It's, I'm, I'm not that big of a fan, but I said a two-way volume three and the Omnis for, for New Balance. But yeah, Kobe's obviously is essential. Jordan's really, I don't know how Jordan hooped in those shoes, bro. Those shoes so narrow. I can't do it. Can't do it at all. Oh, my <laughs> even, God. Even I when I watched the last, even when I watched the last dance, you remember, yeah, he said he had bloody socks hooping in the, in the ones when he dropped a double nickel in the garden. I don't know how, I don't know how he was doing it. Just think about it. He was doing all this. Athletic highlights and wasn't there a part in the last that? dance? I think there was a I think there was a part in the last dance where he he ended up bringing back the uh the Jordan ones and like I think after the game like his feet were like bleeding and so it was crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, that's, that, was the, that was the double nickel at the garden. Yeah. Was it the double nickel? Nick's headset ain't I thought I thought, I thought, I, thought I thought that was another game. Was that double nickel? Because no, double nickel was in ninety what ninety five? I thought. Nah, it was in ninety eight. 
That's when that's when they had that's when they had the black the black jerseys with the uh I don't know pinstripe. The pinstripe. Yeah, you rock, yeah, you rocked the ones. They had the bloody socks. I was gonna say I don't know how he pooped in those. And was, and even even before that, but you know, Chamberlain and these dudes and rocking Converse and, and Pumas. I can't they, do the Converse, dog. Ain't no, no technology. Way. I can't zero do technology it, in those sneakers. No air, no springs like Michael was talking about before you got here. Absolutely. This, this guy, they was just hooping in some chucks. <laughs> chucks. Chuck Taylor. Uh, it's just fascinating to me how they did that, but it's insane. Hey, My yeah. seventh grade year, uh, we actually are ball team. See, I think it's weird how, and I know I'm dating, basically dating myself here, but like every year, even to my one year I played in college, we all had matching shoes, like team shoes, I guess. The team shoes is not a thing anymore. Like it's you know, kids go out and get their own shoes. So, it's so weird to me that the that era, I guess, is over where you just oh, I'm going to rock with these because my seventh grade year, my coach wanted mm-hmm. Converse, and we actually had to wear Converse that year, and it was so weird having those retro Converse on. Sadly, it was my dad was the coach, but you know what? Uh, that's I couldn't talk him out of it. So we all had Converse. You know, the PTO got together and helped pay half of the shoes, and everybody else pitched in, fundraised however he could to pay for the rest. But we all had matching shoes doesn't happen anymore. Am I weird on that, that I wish they'd go back to the team shoes? Yeah, because everybody wants their own style now. But right. same same brand, just different colorway. Yeah, now right. But yeah, I, I remember those days for sure. Everybody had matching shoes. It was, it was a unit. Everybody looked like Unit, same. absolutely. You're a squad. You match. So, so you were talking about your dad was the coach. Did, did your dad have favoritism? Because you you honestly see that a lot, like, with, with, uh, with teams. Like, you know, whenever their son is on the I'll team, there's some favoritism. Even though I know some people watch this uh, from my Facebook, I'm just going to keep it real. Uh, he coached me seventh and eighth, and I actually probably developed a, a fear of shooting. I'll say it that way, even though that sounds a little extreme, because there were parents that would yell on their team that I shot too much or daddy played me too much, because, and it's parents. So dad told me later on, he said, one time I just took out of a game just to prove a point because the mom wouldn't shut up and was begging for her son to take over point because he could do better. I got to sit out for 30 seconds and I had to go back in because they turned it over so much. Like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but if I went out of the game, we turned it over. Like, I was the point guard, uh, especially in the fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth. Like, constantly, I, there was never any rest. But back then, you didn't care for rest, you know? So... I would say my eighth grade year, my whole seventh and eighth grade year, I didn't start two games. And I'm going back to grade school, middle school on this. The only reason why I didn't start one game my seventh grade year is because it was eighth grade, not, you know, start eighth graders. And uh, one game I didn't start my eighth grade year because I got in trouble in the locker room uh, during a like a, a grid or a panorama thing. I thought what I was doing was okay, but it wasn't. One of our teammates had a, uh, it was back when Axe body spray was coming out and was spraying it on himself. And I was just spraying all over being stupid, you know, in the air, like, oh, man, it stinks in the locker room. But it turned out it was another team's uh, deodorant, and I got in trouble because I was, you know, destroying their stuff, basically. So I had to sit out. Well, I didn't start the next game. And I was like, man, I thought it was the guys that, you know, was already there. So other than that, I basically played every minute. So uh, I was a baller. I can't say, you know, just toot toot. Give me that beep beep. So it was definitely (laughs) – I went old school there. But uh, I definitely got hounded by my team's parents more because I was the son that played, you know. But they couldn't do it. I'm just just gonna be honest. 
that's why and I, you guys probably not don't even know Toby Smith and Saul Smith played for or coached Kentucky basketball in the, the late nineties after Rick Pitino left. Uh, Toby Smith took over and won a championship. Well, his son Saul Smith was the point guard for three years, and like daddy's boy kept being hollering everything. I liked Saul Smith. Like, I mean, he wasn't a scorer, but he could handle the offense. You know, he was a true point guard, set up the offense, let's play defense and everything. And people couldn't see past that. When Saul Smith would go out, it was turnover city too. So I I have pity for any sons that play for their dads. Like it's, it's kind of pathetic how parents can act. And this is in the early 2000s. So it's even worse now. Yeah. It's even worse now for sure. It's terrible now. All right, man. You want to get into? Let's get into. The, <laughs> Sorry, the news, I hinted a little bit there. So yeah, yeah you're good. You're good. But uh, yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, I haven't even looked at the banners. Have you got those up? Oh yes. Yeah. So we want to start at the top. Sir, let's start off with start the show off with a bang, guys. And let's go ahead and get in. Oh, I shouldn't say bang. Oh, we're bang. getting into this first. Okay. Yes. Yes. Why not? Okay. So, uh, John Moran. Let's do it. You know, I feel like. Deja vu when we have this topic for some reason, but Grizzlies have suspended. I don't know if it's said exactly how long or the longevity or whatnot, other than he's been suspended from all communications from the organization at the moment. Uh, what has happened? There's another Instagram video where he was rocking out to a song in, in a uh, car, and you know, for like a half a second, you see a handgun go by. Boop! Can't do that again, John Morant. But uh, so he's been suspended. That's where we stand right now. Nick, how do you feel on this? Because I might be different than uh, you guys, to be honest. Well, when the incident first happened, this is back early, mid-March. You know, I I called it a dumb mistake. And I say, you know what? You know, we all make mistakes in life. We're all human. And, you know, we just got to learn past our mistakes and just move forward. But two months later... This is a choice. It's not a mistake anymore. When you repeat the same thing, and look, I get it. I, I'm not in his head, but my from what I see, mm-hmm. I want to say that he thought that he was good because it wasn't on his IG live. It was on a friend's IG live, and I'm sure his friend doesn't have nearly as many followers as he has. Mm-hmm. But you never know who's watching. And you can even tell like a little bit like towards the video. Because like honestly, if you watch the video, you could barely see the gun. You just have to pause like at that exact moment to like really see it. So in my opinion, it looked like the it looked like the guy that was recording was trying to like you know try to move the camera away just so they just so they wouldn't see it. But honestly, I mean, either way it is, man. Like to do this to m- make the same mistake twice in a matter of two months in less than three months, I can't defend him no more. You can't you can't defend him no more in this in this situation, man. Um, it's already a bad look for the Grizzlies, especially after what happened in the playoffs. After the I'm fine in the West comments and everything, they just mm-hmm. got rid of, or they're they're they basically said Dylan Brooks is not coming back to the team, and now this happened. It's crazy because I, I was watching Countdown yesterday, and you know Jalen Rose made some good points saying that this not only affects him, but it affects the organization, it affects the drafting, and it can affect any possible free agents coming to the Grizzlies because they're looking at everything that's going on within this franchise, and they're looking at all the characters that are there. So. This could possibly hurt hurt him long term. So, I love Ja. You know, I'm, I'm sure we're all fans of his. And but you know, you got to understand. I mean, you know, you're not a you're not an entertainer. You're not a hip hop artist per se. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's easy for the for the other guys to flash guns because you know that's 
what the lifestyle is. You are and you play for the National Basketball Association. You are a role model, and you don't. What do you say? I finally got my AirPods to link up. So much better. But um, but honestly, man, whatever whatever the NBA has for Ja, I mean, you can't really get mad at it right now. Right now, according to Woj, he's like it's going to be a lengthy suspension that may possibly go into um the next into the next season, and we'll just have to see what what the Grizzlies and what the NBA are going to do from there. CJ, how? Here we go again. Here we go again. And first off, I just want to say this this is why you should, you know, for kids, uh, you know, it's, it's okay to have a favorite player, but no athlete, no celebrity should ever be some someone a kid should look up to. One, because they're human. And and secondly, uh, you don't know them. <laughs> you know, they're just you're just watching them in their field. You don't know them at all. You don't know what they do in their personal life, you don't know what they do when they're not working. Uh, so when you know when he's when people make statements like this is this is somebody kids could look up to or idolize or kids be like I idolize player X or rapper X, it, it's always it's always weird to me. So it's just, that's just this is just a prime example of that. And then for Jods, just poor poor decision making, poor decision making, and I see a lot of people on um, on social media and they're, they're talking about you know. What's, what's wrong with him having a firearm? It's not the wrong way I'm having a firearm. What if it's, you know, if he has a legal license to carry it, but it's the, it's the fact that why are you, you know, showing it on Instagram again? Like what, what's the, what's the point? You know, if you have a firearm, you're supposed to use it to protect yourself, protect your family. That's, that's the point of the second amendment or, you know, a tyrannical government, you're going to get, you know, too, too technical, but, uh, that's that's the reason for it, not to you know flash it when a song is played by a rapper. So, just uh, you know, he's, he's immature. Uh, he needs to grow up, and he's he's throwing his future away. He just he just got a, a signature shoe deal with Nike. Uh, his first first edition, first signature shoe, uh, the job the jaw one, and and now here we once he and then he just signed the extension last off season. Five years, two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. Now we know he missed out on uh, some some more money because he, he didn't make All NBA. I think it was like forty uh, so, mil or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, something around around that uh, ballpark. And he missed he missed the money there. It's like once he got paid, you're starting to see his true colors. I mean, that's what it looks like now. You know, it just ser- seriously. I mean, once he got the money, we were seeing all these things happen. It's not even just the two instances with the gun. It's also, the other the other incidents that occurred with uh, with the kid at finish line, the the incident at finish line, then the pacer situation, when, when the, the same his same friend was flashing the laser at the pacers team bus, uh, with guns with the laser. Then another situation at uh, at the high school game where his sister was at, and he had got into a situation there with him and his entourage. So. This is a reoccurring thing. This isn't just a one flash in a pan situation. Situate. And honestly, that first Instagram one, he's at the strip club in Denver. That was like the third occurrence. That everybody thought that was the first one, but it really wasn't. Wow. That's when that's when the other um, incidents started to um, be known to the public. 
because uh, you know that, that that happens. You know, once one thing happens, then everybody brings up the things you did in the past, and those other things really weren't talked about like that. So, again, you know, just one, the, the people around him really don't care about him. This is what I said in the first in the first uh, segment that when, when we talked about this, the people around him don't care about him clearly. You know why you going on Instagram Live? You know you know your guy has a has a gun on him. Why are you going on Instagram Live? What's the what's the what's the point? You know you, the point is oh look I'm with John ja Morant. This this John ja Morant's my friend. I, I want to I want some clout. That's not really a brother. That's not really someone that you could say that that love you man. Like you around yes men. To me he's around fake wannabe hood guys. Mm-hmm. They're not really about that life clearly. Leeches. Um, they're they're portraying something that they're not and you know when you surround yourself with people like that you can really come across people that are really about that life and you could put yourself in a bad predicament um that that you know god forbid that could really affect you long term so again it's just he he needs to grow up from my understanding he looks like he's in a two-parent household uh i think his pops needs to do something. I mean, we see his pops, you know, talking and taking pictures with celebrities, but he should be, you know, trying to, you know, talk some sense into his son, uh, truthfully speaking, and tell him, like, listen, like, what what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, you're throwing your life away. Seriously, he's throwing his life away. He's the face of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, some people consider him one of these, one of the younger faces of the NBA uh, because of the success that he's had from day one in the league. And it's just it's just sad, you know. Do I feel bad for him? No, not really, because he went on the he did the interview with Jalen Rose and said he was changed and he wanted to you know change everything for his daughter and this, this and that. And that's just a you know it was just a PR stunt, you know, to kind of make yourself look good. Mm-hmm. He went to a facility for eight days. What are you What are you learning in eight days? Nothing or two, whatever. I think it was like a week or something like that. There's nothing you're learning <laughs> at a facility in Florida. What are you, what are, what are they teaching you there? You just you're just there for show. It's just a PR stunt. That's that's all I was. It's clear that he didn't learn anything. Why why do people feel that? Okay, like even if you like even if you're rolling around with that with your like why does people feel the need to always go on their phone and tell the world? I, I guess that's the time. I guess that's the times that we're living in. Mm. That people just want to make things known and. And then just show people, look, look what I'm doing for likes and clicks and clout. And again, like I said, that's your guy. Your, your guy, that's, that's your man. That's your true right hand. He's not doing that. One, because he cares about your future. He cares about your well-being. Um, and he, he wants to make sure that you're not putting yourself in a bad situation. So, uh, I mean, listen, it just he's, he's throwing his life away. Obviously doesn't care about it. And I, the people, the people that are defending them are, are weird. I, you know, I've been seeing people post. Yeah, this is what people love to do now too. They love to play the race card. We've seen people post people with <laughs> white people with guns and say this is okay. It's just, it's just, it's just weird. It's so weird to me. They're not in the um, NBA. It's different, man. Is is that is that and it's just is is why you like for the people doing that too, like trying to compare skin color and situation and trying to mix match it and say, this is okay, but that's not okay. As, as opposed to addressing the actual issue, those, those, are, those people are also the problem um, in society as well. Um, not really looking at the issue and focusing on something else uh, to make themselves mad. It's just weird. It's just, those are, those are the weird type of people that we see in, in today's world. 
but yeah, back for for Ja. I, I think I think I was talking to a couple of my guys, and he was like, "Yo, he, he might get suspended for half the season or the whole year." And I I, I think you know Adam Silver. Listen, I know he's like he likes to be real buddy buddy with the players, and you know he's kind of a. a a, gen, a, a generous, generous commissioner, David mm-hmm. Stern. James, David Stern, is, he had the right last name because I tweeted that like an hour ago, man. Yeah. Like, yo, if, yeah. if this was in David Stern's NBA, this would be a totally different story. No doubt. I mean, obviously, he played a big part in, in the dress code and how players should be, you know, you know, coming to the arena and how they should dress and how they should present themselves. Because at the end of the day, you are a business. You are your own business. You are your own brand within the brand. So you should present yourself that way. Um, you know, they've kind of been lenient about that. It's kind of top, toned it back um, a little bit, but it's not crazy how it used to be. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Adam Silver, I mean, this is this is a big – everybody's going to be looking at him as well. The spot, these sponsors, the people sponsoring the NBA and all the endorsers, they're going to be looking at Adam Silver. How are you going to handle this? Because this mm-hmm. is not the first situation. You could say this is like the second strike. So um, it's uh, – it's sad, but I don't feel bad. Plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, he's brought it on himself, period. You know, like, what I don't understand is, okay, I'm from the South here in Kentucky. We have handguns. We've got rifles. We got everything, okay? Like, pretty close to me right now, there's a few guns. Let's just be honest. But here's my thing. Like, oh, if I was wrong. <laughs> No, but uh, something happens comes okay. in my house, yeah. But anyways, uh, I have never had a handgun on me and had a song playing with my buddies and all of a sudden be like, hey, this is a great time to pull out a gun and just show it off real quick and put it away. Like, it's straight up for show, period. Like, that's what I think stupid, in my opinion, just to be honest with you. To have a handgun that Jaw has a handgun, that's, to me, not a big deal. But it's like he's trying to show that he's trying to be this way. Like he's trying to give us off a persona. Nick, you're froze again. I think. Oh, now now you now you moved. You're good. But uh, I feel like okay. he's trying trying to give a persona of he's this rough guy when I, I don't really think he is. Like you know, we heard the story of a, a scout that seen him in high school. And uh, came up and talked to him, whatever. And he pulled out like Legos put together in a gun, and it broke on him. You know that's childish stuff. Like that's so weird. So I don't know. Like the reason why I said earlier, I might be different than you guys. Like for him to have a gun, I could care less. Like I'm fine with protecting yourself in some way, because honestly the chain that he had on looked like it was probably a few thousand dollars worth. Like, Hey, if I'm wearing something like that, I may have a handgun on me for protection. Let's be honest. But to flaunt it around like that for show, is it to me is the dumbest thing and to think of it as far as like i mean it didn't even last a second in the video i seen that you could see the gun like if i wasn't prepared to look for the gun i don't think i would have seen it and for because that his man his man realizing and put the phone yeah down so and it's kind of woof. Yeah. but like that short half second is going to cause so much turmoil for his career now for the fact that like you said he's a role model like it or not these young kids look to him and want to play like him. You know, like if he, his shoes, they're trying to buy to be like John Morant. 
And it's just, it's, I'm flabbergasted to think that he hasn't surrounded himself with an entourage that would take care of him. Like, you know, like, where are those guys that you've got that are supposed to steer you the right way here? Like, you need to self-check and thin out your your friends list, I think, a little bit and say, hey, I know the life I want to live, but I've got to surround my guys with these to keep me in check, keep me respected of what needs to be going on. Like, I'm trying to think who would be a veteran on that team that could – be his mentor. They don't have one. That's that's also and that's, one, of the, one, of the, one of the problems. Stephen Adams. I mean, he's 29, but he like he's looking at Stephen Adams like, bro, you're replacing. Yeah. Him. You know what I mean? It's no pretty real, much. I, I'm sure he respects him, but it's not to the level where he would listen to him. And and also, Stephen Adams is is not even from here. You know, he's from he's from New Zealand. So it's just you know from a, it's just different, right? So. Again, just basically restating, I could care less that he has the gun. That doesn't bother me at all. But the fact that you're trying to just to show everyone to be hard, basically, you know, like, hey, I've got this gun here, you know. I just think that's the dumbest thing that could be done here. Go ahead, Nick. I know you want to say pause. I, I didn't even pay attention to what you said. Okay. Let's, let's keep okay. it going. Let's keep it going. Okay. So that's just where I'm at. As far as suspension, I think it's a half a year. That would be huge. I don't think it would be that much. Uh, I don't know. It's so far out before the first game. Do you think it'll be game suspensions? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, he already got he got what eight games the first time. So you know, that was a slap on the wrist too. Boy, he got he got away with one. What? Yeah, he got he got eight games and he went to a little like I said, he went to a little facility. Yeah. And what kind of facility do they have for this? No, no they I can't don't say you go to rehab. What, I don't gun control rehab? <laughs> anger, I, don't, I don't know what it was. I really don't know what the facility yeah. was. They just said he went there in Florida for a week or so. Again, there's nothing you could learn in a week. <laughs> you know, so no, I, knew, no. I knew that was I knew that was obviously just a PR. A PR and if, and if we're going to yeah, be real... If we're gonna be real, he was only suspended two games. I mean, you know, I, I guess I guess it added up to eight because he ended up leaving the Grizzlies team after the whole incident happened, and then that's when Roger. Adam Silver announced, announced it was eight games. Then, then, then he ended up coming back after two games that he was primarily suspended for. True. Yeah. So I see half the season, man. It might be the full season. That's what I'm saying. It goes back to Adam Silver, man, and you know, and how how he wants to attack this again. Uh, I'm pretty sure. All the all these uh, these uh, these higher up sponsors and and donors to the league are saying, "Hey, you know we can't. What are we doing here? You know, I, you know, look how much money I put into into your organization. How are you going to handle this?" So a lot of eyes are going to be on him because so because so far for Silver again, he's been the the nice guy. Everybody loves him. Players love him. Uh, the owners obviously love him because they keep him employed. So. It's it's been it's been all it's been flowers and, and roses now. Now here we this is some adversity that he's that he's faced at during his first really real stint as being the commissioner. So we'll see um, what he does. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a uh, because because before the Grizzlies could play a part because it was like the first situation, so the Grizzlies could be held responsible to it. But now the league has to come in and be like, hey, because he spoke to Adam Silver as well. He had a conversation with Adam Silver. During the first the first situation, so now it's like okay, now you're disrespecting me because like, we had a that's how I was see it. Like we had a conversation and thinking that 
you wouldn't do this again. And here we are again. So, yeah, I could see half the season. I, I really can. You got to you have to make a statement. You have to make a statement, not just the job, but also to, you know, any other player that that's in the league or coming into the league. You're about to, you're about to talk about the lottery coming up. The lottery is tomorrow. You got a whole plethora of young guys coming in the league now. It's the lottery tomorrow? Oh, wow. Right before Western Conference Finals, yeah. So you can't you – have, you, have you have to make some type of statement for Adam Silver. So we're going to see what he does, man. Got to make a statement out of it. Yeah. Uh, or make we'll, an example, we'll sorry. Well, I mean, yeah. You, you good there, both. But uh, what I'm – you know what? Let's just go on with it. We, we're at 32 minutes on it. Ja, be smart. That's all I can say. Adam Silver, this might be your first real big problem that you got to address and see nah. how you go on this the right way. Don't think so? Donald Sterling, 2014. That was easy. That was easy. That was easy. I mean, it may not be the same magnitude, but that's, that's a big issue. Right. But it wasn't but it was but it was easy though. It was easy to just everybody, it was just a collective, yeah, let's get them out the A. That's not that to me, I didn't view that as a as a difficult thing. It's like what else was he gonna do? Keep them? Like, like what what a thing is, I mean they didn't do that to the they didn't do that to the old Phoenix owner like a few years ago. Because he are you talking about Sarver? Yeah. Right, right. Everything came everything came to a to um came full like this year and then he ended up resigning so he wouldn't get you know mm-hmm. kicked out of the kicked out of the league so he just left on his own he was going to get kicked out of the league as well and as you can say and then again these 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 reports even i don't want to get into the sarver thing but again like those i'm pretty sure there have been plethora of reports and stuff on sarver since adam silver has been there and didn't do anything about it it wasn't until more you know case civil cases legal cases started to come about and it was you know obviously more than one over a span of 20 years then you're like oh my god like once it gets once it reaches a public once it reaches the public that's when people react mm-hmm. it's sad but that's how that's how the society works now it's like a lot of things get swept under the rug so many things get swept under the rug but it's now once it reaches the press then everybody's like oh my god like now let's let's well, do something I mean- about it Let's be honest. If Jaw wasn't on IG, we probably wouldn't really know too much about it because Jaw's jersey is probably top. I'd say top five, maybe at least top ten sold each year. Plus the the seats that are going to be in the stands just to watch Jaw Morant. So I mean, yeah, yeah, if it's not brought to a head, it's it's not ever really mentioned to us. I, I in my opinion, I agree with you on that on on such a big stance there. Yeah, it's but, just like, stay off social media, bro. That's what I would mm-hmm. do. I would stay off social media. And again, you know, check. Check check your friend. I don't know how long he's known this guy, but this is the guy that was in the IG live video before the first time in the club and um, after the after the Nuggets game in Denver. So and also it was alleged that same that same guy he was with was was there in those other incidents. So I mean it's just like bro, it's like everywhere I go with yeah, everywhere I go with you, it's it's trouble. So yeah. I, when is it gonna click in his brain to like let me stop associating myself with this guy? When is somebody? When is somebody actually really around him going to tell him? Mm. So I don't yeah. know, bro. I think he just has a bunch of enablers around him. Clearly, that's all he has—a bunch of enablers around him. Um, People trying to leech off of him, yeah. and they're just trying to get famous that way. But yeah. you know, so 
let's just use this transition here. He he needs to uh, wake up and realize when to cut ties with with some of his friends. Speaking of which, when's the Sixers going to be cutting ties with Doc Rivers? Because this was a fallout again. Uh, Celtics, what was it? Game six finally closed it out. It was game seven, 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 game seven. Yes, because it was three, two, and then they won and won again. So, yeah, we all thought Celtics were going to win. But I'm going to be honest with you. After game five, I had some doubts. Uh, After uh, the way 76ers kind of played a couple of games there, they were up three, two, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, they may actually win this. And then the Celtics woke up. So, CJ, let's start back with you because, Nick, we talked about Jaw first. How do you think the series planned out? Uh, recap it just in your own words here. Were you impressed? Were you shocked? Is Doc gone? Who else is gone? Oh, James Harden and Joel Embiid, professional folders. Uh, we obviously know that. And <laughs> he said professional folders. <laughs> it's plain, plain, plain and simple. Plain and simple. That's that's what we've seen, especially for James Harden over the I'd say the last seven years. Just hasn't been able to perform in the playoffs. Then he goes to Philadelphia. Joel Embiid is 0-5. 0-5 in game sevens. He has he has never been to an Eastern. He's never been to a he has never been to a conference finals. James Harden has the worst three-point percentage. In playoff history, in 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 more than 25, 25 more makes, twenty five attempts, Pimps. worst ever. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just it's just it's just what they it's just what they do. I mean, this is what they're great at. They're great at selling, and and Doc Rivers, so six and ten, six and ten in uh in, in these game sevens, bro. Worst most losses. And the game sevens, just it's just not. It's just you got the you got the you got the trio of sellers. That's what you're gonna. This is what you're gonna get, and that's exactly what happened. That's why when even when they're up three two, they had it was what eighty. It was eighty three eighty one. I'm like close the door. I'm like prove me wrong right here. Here we go. Tatum is one for fourteen. This is the time to prove prove everybody wrong. Get over the hump. Close the door. Face Jimmy in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's let's get to it. And what happens and on your home floor at that? Front of the home crowd, what do they do? Fold, of course. Uh, Harden, I mean, you just this is what this is what we said. You can't trust him in the playoffs, and this is what I said. I, I said the same thing. I was like, until he has to prove me wrong, I'm going off what he what he's done, and and so far it's just been disappointment. And he's so talented. But it's like once once the playoffs come around, he just he turns into a different type of player. And it's sad. It's sad, and he's going to go down as our generation's Charles Barkley. But I don't even think Charles Barkley was playing this bad in in, in the playoffs. I, I'd have to look back, and you know, maybe some old heads that watch us, you know, they could um they could give me a history lesson on on um, Charles Barkley's playoff performances. But I don't think it was this bad. <laughs> so when we when we look back at James Harden's career, we're going to look at all the just like Russ too. But Russ is a little different. But when we look at Harden's career. We're gonna look at all the Hall of Famers he played with: KD twice, Kyrie, Chris Paul, Embiid. I mean, Russell twice. Like, what are we, like, what are we really? What are we really talking about? 
what are we really talking about? You, you you look at some of these OG players back in the day, they would they would kill to, to play with three, four Hall of Famers in the span of their entire career. And he's, you know, he's he's been he's been fortunate enough to play with so many and, and still not perform um when it's when it's time. So I'm I'm not surprised really. I'm really not. What happens for the Sixers going forward? So it's a lot of questions. I mean, James Harden came in the press conference. He said they asked him how's your relationship with Doc Rivers. He said it's okay. Just a weird answer. It's so weird. It's like I say, he's, it's just yeah. He's just a he's just a spooky player, bro. He's a spooky player in the playoffs. I mean, now now when you lose, you want to talk about oh, he your relationship with Doc is okay. Like, why didn't you play well? Like plain and simple. Like why why didn't you, why didn't you step up? You you know what everybody's saying about you in the playoffs? Five turnovers in the game seven, nine points. That's beautiful. Nine points in a game in an elimination game? 24 points combined between Embiid and Harden. <laughs> so Do you think what the Warriors said is actually true about Harden that he 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 uh gives so much games one through five that by the time you get to six and seven, he doesn't have anything left in the tank. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Bro, like, I just, mean, he he disappears in Game Seven, though. I mean, nine points, like you're saying, plus what he he's done in the past. I'm just saying it, what they say has some merit to it as far be, as what he's it'd doing. It'd be different if he played like well in games one through five. <laughs> well, I mean, and one then, and two, he played show, pretty well. He out of those five games, out of the out of the out of the seven game series, he only played mm-hmm. well twice. Game one and what three was it? Yeah, game game one and uh, game four. four, one and four. That's it. So two out of seven games, you you played well. You need to win. Right. The last time I checked, is four. You need four wins to <laughs> advance. So he was halfway so, there. Yeah, that's that's how it's always been. That's how it's always been. So it's just uh, it's just a sad situation. I really don't know what happens. Josh Harris, uh, now new owner of the Washington Commanders, he, he has he has to make some decisions for his other team. Um, for the Philadelphia 76ers and, and his future, their Doc Rivers. I just think they need a new voice. They 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 brought him there to get to the to get to the Eastern Conference Finals because Brett Brown couldn't do that, and he's zero three in his three in his three years there. You got you got the Ben Simmons didn't want to go up on Trey Young. You got last year was up was um, down 0-2 to Miami, then tied it, then sold the last two games. And then we got this year. So I think, I think it might be time. I think it might be time for a new voice. Me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign James Harden to a long-term extension at all. Not, not at all. Uh, he's 30, 34. He's probably going to be looking for maybe like 40 mil or something like that. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. If I'm Josh Harris, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not paying him that money. Uh, like I said, I, I, we said, we said this before the series started. I like, Maxi continue to develop, grow, give him the keys to be the second guy, and we'll see how good he could be. Getting rid of Tobias Harris, he's out of here. He's another guy that just no one talks mm-hmm. about because there's you know there's a hierarchy of stars, but he's getting paid like an all star, third super like almost he's getting like superstar. He got a superstar contract, but he's playing like a role player. So he, you know he's he's someone that no one ever crit- he, he never gets criticized because the teams he's been on since he's been on the Sixers has been like three four players better than him. But he never shows up, ever. He has one game, like, oh, it's okay, he played well, cool. But it's yeah. never he's never has a, a star game. So, uh, you know, it's just 
sad situation, but I wouldn't resign Harden. I'd build a, I'd, you know, just build, keep building the team, get some depth, get rid of Tobias Harris contract. And and for Embiid, bro, it's like, man, do, do you want to be the center version of James Harden? <laughs> I mean, what do you, like, how do you how do you want your career to fold, uh, you know, turn out? And then for the Celtics, the ones that actually stepped up, all, all the talk, all the talk when they lost Brown better than Tatum. Here we go. I already knew they was gonna start doing this, and they they lost, you know, creating a schism between these guys as opposed to just letting them flourish, letting them go through the motions. Both of these guys have been the this I think believe this is their fourth Eastern Conference Finals since since being a, a duo in, in six years. Mm. Like like what are we why are we trying to why are we trying to break this duo up? I I don't get it. It's not it's not gonna get any better for either 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 guy. Seriously. Um and Tatum, he stepped up in game six. He struggled um, pretty much 38, what well, yeah, pretty much like 43 minutes in the game. And those last five minutes. He went crazy, knocked down big threes, knocked down big shots. And then we saw last night, 50-piece, most points in the game seven in playoff history with 51 uh, yesterday. Sensational, sensational. Like he said after game six, he said, humbly felt like I'm one of the best players in the league. He was the MVP. He was When I did my MVP ladder all yep. throughout the season, he was he was one of the top guys. He was, if not one, top three throughout the majority of the season up until the, you know, probably pretty much half towards the end when those, you know, the three big guys – uh, kind of made a name for himself. So he's up there. He's up there for sure. And and here we go again. And uh going up against Miami. It's gonna be a great matchup. But for you know Philadelphia, they got you know they got, got a bunch of folders. So they shouldn't be surprised. And for the Celtics, they rose to the occasion and that's why they're going back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Real quick, Charles Barkley, 23 points in the playoffs. And this is average 12.9 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 1.6 steals and uh 51% field goal and three points it wasn't shooting threes back he wasn't a three yeah point shooter, yeah so. wasn't a three-point shooter so and then 71 from the free throw line so I mean pretty good I mean 29 points in in the 90s is like a 35 point game now in my opinion but yeah. just throwing that out there uh Nick how'd you think about this series there's a key number that stems out for the Sixers when it comes <laughs> when it comes to Game Seven. Twenty-four, and I'm not talking about Kobe. Twenty-four points from your dynamic duel in a Game Seven do-or-die situation. This is a legacy game for them. They've never been to the Conference Finals in the Joel Embiid era. They haven't been to the Conference Finals since Allen Iverson won MVP in 2001. Everything's mm-hmm. on the line. Y'all get blown out. Jason Tatum had more points than y'all in the first half. In the first he half. Doubled, he doubled them. And he doubled them, yeah. He doubled <laughs> them at the end of the game. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but, crazy. I mean, give, give credit to Boston. Honestly, Boston, they just moved up. They're now 5-1 and one in game sevens in this, uh, in this Tatum-Brown era, which is very impressive. The only loss that they have was, I believe, 2018 when he lost to Braun at the conference finals. Give credit to them. Jason Taylor stepped up, stepped up significantly. But I'll be honest, man. Like this, this, this was a series that really could have been in the hands of the Sixers, and only really because Tatum was shooting the ball hor- horrifically. In Game Five, he shot forty percent. Game Six, he shot twenty three percent. Even though he ended up, he ended up, you know, having that fourth quarter where you know where he ended up knocking down like four or five threes in a row. 
So that that could have easily been the calling card for them to really take control of the series. But too many too many poor ex- executed plays down the stretch of Game Six. Now you got to go back to Boston for Game Seven. The rest is history. Um, in my opinion, Doc is gone. I sure I think you know I think we can all agree with that. I think Doc is definitely up out of here. Um, what's the future look like for Harden? Harden's probably out of here too. So I, I can I can agree to that. You know. Um, I don't, I don't like, I didn't like Embiid's comments after the game. I didn't like his comments after the game when he was talking about how me and James can't win by ourselves. And it's like, you can't necessarily say that when you only had like 15 points and you were the third leading scorer on your team. Like, I think that was kind of the issue there, but honestly, you know, I think, I think there needs to be some changes for the Sixers. Um, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, how long are you going to have to trust the process? Like you know, what I'm saying we didn't did everything. We didn't got new coaches. We didn't we didn't rebuild the roster. We didn't got we didn't got Joel and beat a new all star. They went from Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, James Harden. Nothing second round exits. So it's like, how long are we gonna keep trusting the process, man? And it's like you know, if I'm in beat, I'm furious. If I'm in beat, I am furious. So it's only gonna be a matter of time before this whole process situation is gonna have to end. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. The way I just look at it is Philly's just gonna have to make some new moves. Um, I could definitely agree, agree with, uh, with what CJ said earlier. Maybe allow Maxi to be the second option offensively and see what he can do. See if he can blossom into an All Star caliber player, which you know, which he does have potential to be. And we'll just see. We'll just see what they have to do move forward. But give credit to Boston. You know, um, one one guy that I want to give credit to in particular is Al Horford. Even though Al Horford, he was for the most part non-existent offensively. But defensively guarding Joel Embiid did a phenomenal job, especially when Embiid was on face-ups. You know, really being able to stay in front of him, really be able to block shots. So I definitely give credit to Al Horford from that perspective. I like, I like the, um, I like the adjustment that Joe Mazzulla did. You know, I think in like Game Five or Six, I want to believe um, when he had mm-hmm. both Tatum and Robert or Sana Tatum, both Horford and Robert Williams in the front court. I like that adjustment. So give credit to the Celtics, man. You know, even going out three-two with their backs against the wall, they ended up taking care of business in Game Six. Ended up going back home game seven, taking care of, taking care of business again. And we'll have, we'll have to see how that transitions into the uh, conference finals against Miami. Sounds good. Uh, all I really want to say on this is Celtics lasted out longer than Philly. Philly ran out of steam. I'm not going to say I agree with exactly with the Warriors, but just the, the Celtics kept it going. Uh, as far as the Phillies, I think Doc is out. Phillies. I think Harden is out. <laughs> oh, what? Well, sorry. Baseball, Philadelphia, the 76ers, not Phillies. The 76ers, I think Doc has to go. I thought he should have went last year. I'm to the point now, and I hate to say this because as I'm going to say it, we're going to be talking about this other team that is totally the same boat. But I don't think an NBA team can win a championship when your big man is your number one option. He's got to get the ball somehow. You've got to have someone who can have the ball in his hands more or at least be able to bring the ball up where he has the ball. I'm just going to say that because. Well, every great big needs a dynamic wing. I mean, we've seen right. it in the past. Right, right. That's what I'm just kind of yeah, getting just, at. Like, it's just this, this duo, they sell, bro. Yeah. And so Harden has to go, I think. I would go ahead and, and push Maxi as seeing how he could possibly be a, a 1B, I want to call him that, because he needs to play on that level if they're going to compete in this next year in the East Eastern Conference. Because Celtics are the real deal. They're at 97 point 
or a 97% chance to uh, beat Heat already in the next round, which we'll get to those teams in a little bit later. Kinda high. But uh, I'm sorry. I was saying that's that's kind of high. 97. Yeah, 97%. They're giving the Heat the 3% chance to win. We're the Heat. Watch out. So I'm just going to say that Doc has to go. I like to see some fresh blood in there just to see what's going on, push these guys and try to get a fire because I hate to be this guy, but I want to question Joel Embiid's leadership, his desire to be a man to take over and just say, hey, this is not acceptable. Uh, you know, everyone talked about P.J. Tucker looking at him at that one play and just basically dogging him out, pumping him up. That's what Joel Embiid should be doing more. You know, like if he's your lead guy and he expects greatness, everyone around him will be great. But he he's using P.J. Tucker, who went two games without shooting, to fuel that for them. So I don't know. I'm just saying I've said it all year that – not the Phillies. The 76ers are Gonzaga of the NBA. So I will never put a bet on them to save my life at all. Bro, uh, just a couple – just a couple – oh, yeah, go ahead, bro. I, I was, I was going to say, does anybody remember, it was like after the first game together, Harden and Embiid, Kendra Perkins was calling Harden and Embiid another version of Shaq and Kobe, and I was like, yo, please stop. Mm, that's the and he was fired from ESPN. No, no, I still there. I still there. I, uh... <laughs> I just, I just want to say, I just want to say again too. Um, Missoula did a great job. Made a, made a key adjustment. He went back to the big lineup, putting Robert Williams back at the five because mm-hmm. it was kind of playing small. They had Derek White uh, in, in there, and they kind of had Tatum at, at power, Tatum or Brown at power forward. Going back, going back, going back to Robert Williams at the five because, like you said, PJ Tucker couldn't shoot, so there was really no need to go small. Uh, yeah. So, even when Embiid was on, I mean, when Hofer was on Embiid, you have a shot blocker like Robert Williams on the help side that could, you know, make it tough, use his length, use his rim protection, use his shot blocking ability uh, to alter some of those shots and, you know, give Embiid a different look. Mm-hmm. And I just think offensively too, it was really just pick and roll, James Harden. And B, pick and roll, James Harden and B. There really wasn't a lot of creativity um, with that. And but again, also Harden just man, he just something. It was some moments throughout the series he would he wouldn't even look at the rim. Because he used to be a guy who used to go to the free throw free throw line a lot. Him mm-hmm. him and Harden him and B and and Harden they're free throw merchants. Like that's that's what they're known to do. And B led led the league in uh, free throw makes this this season. That's that's what he's done. He gets to the foul line. I think, and this is why. I'm gonna take. He he deserved the MVP. It's a regular season award, and I know people are gonna rip him and say, "Oh, you know, he, this is why he shouldn't have won MVP." I, like, right. Okay, cool. But this is why I favor. I, I would I favor Jokic over Embiid because you look at how Jokic plays. When Jokic has a smaller guy on him, he makes them pay every single time. He goes to the post right away. He makes his moves quick. Uh, he he doesn't let that that um he doesn't settle for jump shots if he has a smaller defender on him. To me, he has better footwork than Embiid. And I could see now when Olajuwon, when he was asked who he preferred in between Jokic or Embiid, he said he mm-hmm. preferred Jokic because of the footwork, mm-hmm. because he doesn't settle. And I remember Embiid kind of took, you know, kind of took offense to that a little bit. But watching, just watching this series more in depth, Embiid, sometimes he settles for jump shot. I know he wasn't 100%, but you're out there. And because if they would have won the series, everybody would have said, oh, look, you know, you weren't 100 percent. You still got it done and you advanced. So you can't use that as an excuse when they lose. 
if you were going to use that as a re, uh, or you know give him a pat on the back for mm-hmm. playing when he was healthy if they were if they would have got the W. So yeah. um I, I say Yoke just watching Jokic, man, he just he just gets to it. He just gets to it. And of course the playmaking ability too. So you just you can't double him um because you know he's gonna be able to pass it. Uh, man, he's 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 in a, he's in another world, bro. He's in can it be play like that? Yes, but I just feel like he settles too much sometimes. And uh, I think that's something that he's gonna have to work on, man. He should he should get the basketball much closer to the to the uh to the basket uh, because one that could draw up the double teams. And then if they do double, though, those guys have more spacing and more opportunities to, to knock down those shots. And they they put up some great big stats. It's one of the best offensive years for the Sixers in their franchise history in terms of three point makes, the second most wins behind the, the AI one team that that Nick talked about. Mm-hmm. So they did a lot of good things, but when it's time, they did just didn't step up. And you look at Doc Rivers post Celtics, he's had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. A duo that couldn't stay healthy. Then you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, a duo that couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> and, and then and they folded in the bubble. And then you got and, and also those Clipper teams folded as well. And now and now we see the same thing in Philadelphia uh, with uh, with James Harden and Joel Embiid. So if you're if you're a Doc Rivers defender, you can say, listen, the the you duo that. The duo that that he's had, that he's been able to coach, the Clipper years. We're looking at Chris Paul. We're going to talk about the Suns a little bit. Just someone you can't rely on in the playoffs. You just can't stay healthy. Blake, obviously, we know that. And Paul George, remember, we tried to. He called himself playoff playoff P, and Mm. you know that that didn't work. Kawhi, guy you can't trust in the playoffs, and James Harden because of injuries for Kawhi, and then for James Harden, guy you can't trust in the playoffs. So. it's it's been it's been difficult for him, man. I mean, the last time he actually had some guys he could trust were some dogs and KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo. Rondo, guys, he better guys, be in there. Those guys stepped up. Okay, um, Mr. Kentucky. <laughs> those guys when you average twenty five assists and fifteen rebounds, that's pretty good. I don't know if he's ever averaged that, but I mean, I'm sure he's had During that. The playoff, line. Well. He had quite a bit of assists and rebounds during that playoff in the finals. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Yes, I lied about the stats or averaging. Thanks, Nick, for calling me out on that. But uh, it was a big four, and Rondo was that fourth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, he, you know, he has, he has some guys out there that, you know, that were willing to step up and understood the moment. Mm-hmm. And it didn't fold in the playoffs. And, you know, so far, you know, post, post those Celtics years, the duos that he's had, that he's coached, just aren't 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 a duo that that can't get it done. So it's unfortunate for him. He's still a he's still a good coach. You know, you look at the playoff. He's has some of the. I think he's like top five in playoff wins all time. They got fifty win team. He, he revitalized that Clipper organization. They were the laughing stock of the league. So it's some good with Doc, but there's also that other side too. So it's tough. He's in a tough situation. But I think for this again, for the Philadelphia standpoint, we got to find a new voice. And, and I'm not trying to dog on Doc Rivers like I have all year on this, but, like, the Clippers had J.J. Redick, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin. Like, that's a, that's a good four, though, is what I'm just saying, as far as all season and everything. I'm not saying as far as pushing them over to win the, the championship or anything at the finals. I'm just thinking, like, I don't want to say anyone could have coached them, 
But I think you put any NBA coach on that staff, they're probably going to have just about the same record. Nah. That's hard. You don't so think so, so? so? So David David Blatt coached that Clippers team? They, they, they win 50 games? I mean, David Blatt is – Oh, you just, you just said no, 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 I, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. David Blatt started coaching and got fired. Like we, in my opinion, we really don't know David Black if he's good or not because he had a stint where he got fired in what, like twenty games in. No, he, uh, he, he coached that whole first year in Cleveland and they lost. And the guys got got Kyrie and Love got hurt. He got packed right. up and they went with Ty Lue. He never got a head coaching job after that. So, like, it's tough, you know. Like, I understand what you're saying. I, I, right. I get your I get your point a little bit, but we can't we can't do that though. We can't say any coach. Okay. Can, well, when I say NBA, let's go with respected NBA coaches. How about that? Like, I mean, at least names that we know that have been coaching a while. Most of them probably could have taken that Clippers team and done farewell with them. So Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. I think so. I so think again, so. it's like, but but again. It's only so much he could do, and I'm not a Doc Rivers apologist, but I'm just looking at you. Got to look at the resume. You got to look at everything from a context standpoint. Right. Paul, Chris Paul, and Blake Griffin. Either one were hurt, or both were hurt every single time they went to the playoffs. Every time, either Chris Paul was out, or Blake was out, or they both were out. Right. And and I'm not saying the the championship is is key on that. I'm just saying, like as far as. For their season, the fifty-game win season and all that whole nine yards. I mean, the Clippers, though. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, with that <laughs> roster of that four that they had, and who was the other one? I just had him, Butler, Cron Butler. I mean, they had a yeah. good group of players there. Like, yeah, they had a group. Yeah, they had a group of players. But they and I'm win. not taking anything from Doc. I'm just saying I don't want to high put too much stack on that of the Clippers too much. I mean, I know the Clippers were. The laughing stock, basically all of my NBA youth growing up, and uh, DeAndre Jordan with Blake Griffin jumping over cars in the dunk contest, and it just boom, they exploded. Of course, we wouldn't have Chris Paul and the Clippers if if the Lakers thing didn't fall through either. But I'm just getting sidetracked. Let's go ahead and talk about another duo in that LA area that you know I know Nick, you really enjoyed this series a lot uh, with you know your your Warriors being. Outs by the Lakers. Are you doing okay since this? Doing better now. Better than I was better? on on Friday. Uh so I guess I guess we're gonna start with me, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of wanna All right, what man. You guys do, man. Front front center, front center, front I'm, center. I'm getting you there. If CJ don't beat me to it, and then we kind of both do it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to say this right now. Where's that hat? I'm not. I'm not getting that. Ain't, ain't no reason <laughs> that right I'm not wearing that. I'll, I'll say this: the Golden State Warriors dynasty, oh. as you know it, as oh. you know it, is a wrap. Mm. We can the Warriors now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's time for a rebuild. We we right. timestamp for that, CJ. Get that right there. Right, we got right. the, 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 seg- the segments of the timestamp. We, we, <laughs> we got it. We got it all. Right. But okay, what you I, say I, I, let's, let's back up until we get this good. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. I apologize. Ready? Take two. Ready? All right. Lights, camera, action. Boom. The Golden State Warriors dynasty, as we know it, 
is over. That does not mean that they're no longer playoff contenders or championship contenders. Because I believe with Steph Curry still playing at a high level, they can still remain playoff contenders in the Western Conference. But there needs to be changes. Mm. Clay Thompson. Uh, I love him. I know he's been through a lot over the past three to four years. But I don't think he can be your second option anymore. Mm. I just don't see it anymore. Um, He's a great player. The whole playoffs. If we're gonna be real, it and, and honestly, date 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 back to last year because I, I mean I know we won the championship, but let's be real, Clay didn't play well. And I mean I know I know he was just coming back off the injury, so you know a lot of people gave him the benefit of the doubt. But ever since he's, I mean he he's had his moments. I mean he he had fifty point game against um against Atlanta and another fifty point game against somebody else. So he's had his moments, but I can't I can't rely on him to be the Clay Thompson that he once was in. 2016, 2017, you know, because everybody was dating back game six clay, game six clay. And I have to tell people this isn't 2016 anymore. And that's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying clay is a bad player. I still think clay can be a great player or a good player. I just don't think he can be a second option for a championship team at this point in his career. That's just my opinion. Now also Jordan Poole. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know him. Um, Horrible series. Actually, I got my notes right here. Actually, right here. Jordan Poole averaged 8.3 points, shot 34% from the field, 25% from three-point range. I think game six, he didn't score. One of the games he didn't score at all. I can't remember exactly which one. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Um, he just got the contract extension. And I know I know a lot of people were, you know, talking about, you know, they ended up talking about the whole Draymond incident from before the year saying that he deserved it. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. But wow. I mean, but I'll, I'll be honest, man. This, this, the Jordan Pool of last year was not the Jordan Pool this year. Like it's, it's a whole 360 with him. It's like and he lost his swag, you know. I don't, I don't know what it is. I really it's don't like know what it is. Bag. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you, you get the bag, and out. then you get the bag, and what? then you just lose focus. Like. I, don't get it, but there is some optimism because I love I love when Steve Kerr started to give Moses Moody a little bit of playing time, some momentum. I thought he played pretty well with with the minutes that he had. I wish I would have saw more Kaminga. Um, they ended up making the uh, the coaching, or they ended up making the uh, the lineup change. They added Jermichael Green in um, game two, I believe, and started uh, Kevon Looney having having Draymond in uh, uh, Draymond in Jermichael Green in the front court. I mean, you know, you try, but, you know, sometimes it's not enough. But I just think with this roster, I think I think this is going to be a really important summer for the Warriors. I think Bob Myers is going to be locked in. And I think that, you know, I think that I think there needs to be some changes coming to the um, going into next season. Um, you know, I mean, I think this is still a pretty good team. But with Steph Curry still playing the level that he's playing, in, obviously the ceiling is championships. So. Like I said, I mean, as we know, it is over, but I still think that they can still be a playoff contender in the Western Conference. So when you say changes and Clay is done, like, are you saying, or well, not done, not a second option for a championship team? Do you think they still should keep Clay, or that they need to move on from him? Because you know there was this really nice looking guy who at the beginning of the year talked about, you know, Clay might need to be traded, and you know, 
Yeah, and you were yeah, right but here. You, but you and also guess what? Said Jordan Poole should be the guy. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly no, what I'm sure you, make sure you add so, that part too, brother. We don't have to talk about that part. It's just that, you know, Clay may not be up to par. And let's be honest, Jordan Poole last year of what I was going by could make the case. But, you know, apparently he's it's still in like concussion protocol or something because, you know, he's yeah. still <laughs> still struggling a little bit here. So maybe yeah. he can get that swag bag. I, I don't know. But I just want to ask you as a Warriors him. fan. Do you think, think Clay is out or price cut? I don't think he's out. I think I think honestly, I, I think Clay probably finishes his career at Golden State. I don't think he goes anywhere. Okay. I think I think he wants to be a warrior forever. I think I think that's where I think that's what he wants. And I feel like the franchise is probably gonna give him that. Same thing with your guy in Miami who doesn't want to go anywhere. Um but <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about are you, talking Haslam? About Haslam? are you are you really busting out Haslam talk, man? Did you oh, not Haslam. watch last week's episode when you weren't here? I, I'm not. I, I didn't say anything bad. I was just saying, like you know, considering considering that he will be on that coaching staff by the end of uh, before the next year starts. But anyway, back on track. Um, but honestly, I, I was talking with a few of my guys about this too because they were like one of my guys. Shout out to Kev; he's a fan of the show. He was talking about like, "Hey, how about they allow Wiggins okay. to be the second? Yeah, like how about they allow Wiggins to be the second option?" I was like, "I mean, it could be a possibility. I mean, if we're gonna be real, Wiggins was the second best player in last year's finals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I I think I think it'd be something that you would try. I mean, you know, he's a pretty decent shot, shot creator. Whenever he does have the ball in his hands, he can hit the midi, he can attack." He can knock down three point shots, maybe not to the magnitude of like a Stephen Curry or Clay Thompson, but you know, I mean, he can still knock it down at you know at a, pre- at a pretty decent clip. So I don't know, honestly. I mean, you know, maybe that could be a possibility. I don't know how that would how that would work out long term. And plus, I don't I don't even know if Wiggins is even going to be able to step up into like to that challenge of playing that second option role. I'm not sure, but honestly, I mean. Let's just see. Let's just see how the offseason goes goes for the Warriors. Like you know, I don't know if there may be some transactions that may go about. I don't know if they could possibly get somebody free agency. Who knows? But honestly, I mean, let's let's go ahead and test the waters, man. I, I think this is going to be a really important summer for them. And like I said, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to diss Clay Thompson. I love Clay. I still think that he can be a really good player. But considering what we've seen in these playoffs, in my opinion, it's like you know, especially when we needed him the most. And look, I mean, I know we had the I know he had the really good game too, where he dropped thirty. And he shot officially from three. That's one game, but I don't know. It's like you know the Clay Thompson that we see now is not the Clay Thompson that we saw six, seven years ago. And I think everybody can agree with that. I think Clay rushed a lot, like in those times where he needed to be clutch. Like, hey, I'm just going to shoot this because I'm Clay Thompson and I can make it. And he never got in a rhythm, in my opinion, especially even back to the the King series. Like, there's he took some shots deep or way early in the shot clock, but that's kind of a Warriors thing. And it's just like it wasn't the right time to shoot that shot. And if you ever played ball, if, if you know what I'm kind of talking about on those moments, like sometimes you can be wide open and ready to shoot, but it just doesn't feel like the right time to shoot it. Working around, do the offense a little bit more. Okay, now you, you know that shot's there. Okay, I'm taking it this time. And also in a flow of shooting too. Like I can be wide open, but if it's a bad pass and I don't catch it where I'm ready to shoot in my original stance – it ain't going to go. And sometimes I felt like Clay's like, oh, I'm supposed to shoot this, even though the pass was behind me, take two dribbles, set my feet, and I'm still open to shot. 
I just felt like Clay never got in a comfortable setting during this whole playoff. So he had good games. Right. But then there, it just it just didn't click for him for some reason. And that's just my take as far as Clay. Now, as far as next year, Clay, if you want to sign with the Miami Heat, man, just come on over. It's it's totally fine. It's the the water's warm down here. I'm just gonna say that. Is it not warm in Oakland or in San Francisco? In Miami? Yeah, San Francisco, it's cold. It's too north. <laughs> it's too north. <laughs> uh, that Alaska water coming down the coast, man, it's cold. Cold. CJ, let's hear yes, your takes. Throwing you on the big screen. Bam. Maybe not. Yeah. Let me try that again. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Yep. There we go. I think it's coming now. There we go. There. We need a a producer out here, guys. If you would like to control our cameras, let us know. Shout out. uh, Hit us up in the uh, DMs. Lakers Warriors recap. Again, you know, just what it really comes down to is two dynamic front court players versus one dynamic backcourt player. And you know when when you have when you have two you know two special players like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, it, it's it's really it's really something that the Warriors they couldn't stop. They don't have the size, they don't have the athleticism in terms of protecting the, protecting the rim to stop AD. Looney, uh, you know, he was dealing with some illness uh, throughout the series, but either way, it's not quick enough to to stay in front of Anthony Davis. Definitely not mm-hmm. quick enough to you know uh, protect the rim. When LeBron is driving to the basket, Draymond's too small um, against those two guys, and that is just—it's just really—it's just really what 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 that is, and that's just why I knew they were going to win the series. Darvin Ham did a great job making adjustments, man. Rookie head coach did a phenomenal job. He had Vando in there for the first couple games in the series, and then we saw in Game Six he kind of went small and put Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup uh, with Reeves and with D'Angelo Russell. Uh, the, Want to create some more speed, create a faster pace. And also, he did a really good job on Steph, uh, staying in front of Steph, fighting over screens, making it difficult uh, for Curry throughout the entire series. Curry was able to they, – they, what they did was they made Curry play like – they made him play more on the ball, and they mm-hmm. eliminated the off-the-ball stuff. And uh, it's just it's just a phenomenal just game plan they did defensively um, against Golden State, similar to what the Cavs did back in 2016 against this Golden State team, um, and which is the reason why they were able to come back and, and win the championship. LeBron in game six, 39-9 on 70% shooting. So I saw a couple people telling me, you know, he, he lost the step. It's really – it's just a marathon, not a sprint. Um, he understands he – could, he could turn it on at any given moment. That's how great he is. He's one of the greatest players of all time. And – he knew it. He knew this was. A, he knew this was a big game. He didn't want to go back to. He knew they didn't want to go back to Golden State and play in a Game Seven. Anything could happen in the Game Seven. Even though LeBron is phenomenal in Game Seven, but you know that home court advantage, momentum, all of that stuff matters. But so he eliminated all of that, and it really started off the game attacking the basket. I think from an offensive standpoint, the Warriors, you know, they like to switch. So they switch so much. So LeBron was on Curry. I mean, uh, Curry was guard, trying to guard LeBron. They had Poole trying to guard LeBron, Clay, Moody, all all of these players that you know. Clay used to be a really good perimeter defender before the the um, lower extremity injuries, but he's not the same like he used to be. So they did a great job 
of having LeBron post these guys up. And LeBron was posting up more than I've ever seen him post up. Usually what he used to do when he was younger, he used to call for the switch. He used to go straight downhill um, and get the mismatch and go right downhill. Now he'll call for the switch and go to the post. And now he could he could still have he still has the burst, he still has the athleticism. He doesn't have to exert that much energy going to the rim because he's closer to the mm -hmm. basket. And, and this is why I think he's gonna easily play into his 40s. Um, and he's just again, he's just one of the greatest players we've ever seen. If he wins that fifth championship, I don't know what these old heads are gonna say. Um, but AD 15 and 20. And then the closeout game, just a game changer defensively. Even if he's not having a, a big scoring game like, like mm -hmm. we are accustomed to, he can still change the game um, from a defensive standpoint. So a lot of people talking about the foul discrepancy. But Golden State, they don't. Um, they have the, the least amount of fouls in the, in the NBA this year, and they foul the most than any other team this year. So that that's just that's what they're a finesse team that's just what they are they're not a physical team they're not a team that imposes their will from a physical standpoint that's never been their style um they you know, they like to beat you from a from pace and a schematic stand and, and also you got to be disciplined to stay around and, and cover curry and and clay and i have to give a lot of credit to those guys guarding curry and clay d-lo schroeder reeves hachimura at some moments lonnie walker came in had a big game in game four, stepped up, had 15 points in the fourth quarter. Ever since he's kind of got into that rotation, he took Troy Brown's minutes, he took Malik Beasley's minutes, and he's showing why he needs to be out there. And he's, he's had a, a big-time contribution uh, for the Lakers in the playoffs in the, in the second round. In each round, we've seen at least one or two guys outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis step up. In the first round against the Grizzlies, it was Hachimura, it was Reeves, and a little bit of D'Lo as well. This round, we saw Lonnie Walker. Reeves had a great game six, and uh, and then and Dennis Schroeder and Dennis Schroeder they 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 stepped up. This is and 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 this is why they're one of the best teams in the second half of the season. Had the best record, top three defense, and most of that was without LeBron. So once LeBron got into the fold, there were so many people saying, "How is this going to work? How how is he going to be able? To, how are these guys going to be able to play with LeBron now that LeBron is there?" Is the offense is gonna look different, and I'm just saying it just it's not gonna look different because one, those guys trust LeBron, and when it comes when it's playoff time, we we know what happens in the, in the playoffs, bro. Um, and and I, I still have yet to be proven wrong. When LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy, they have not lost the playoff series. They have not lost the playoff series, and uh, it's just it's the it's the best duo in the NBA. It's, they're the best duo in the NBA. It's not even close. There is no duo even close to them. And, and this is why LeBron chose Anthony Davis to be his, his running mate for this second, you know, this final chapter of his career. Because one, what he brings on the defensive standpoint, and also he's a winner. He won a national championship at, at Kentucky. And he just knew he needed, he needed another guy to be his running mate. And LeBron chose him. And, and when they're healthy, there's, there's nobody stopping them. You just can't stop them. There isn't, there isn't an elite rim protector in the NBA that can stop what AD and LeBron does. The only other elite rim protector is AD himself. Mm -hmm. So it's just the versatility also from AD guarding Curry out there in space, creating a stop in, in that game four uh, when, it went, when it went down to the wire. So it was just, it was just, a, it was just a masterclass. It was really just a masterclass from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint for the Lakers and, and they advance and they go up against 
the Nuggets and the bubble rematch. That's why that's why this uh, episode is called the bubble rematch uh, for for Golden State. Man, Jordan Poole. I mean, you know, this is this is crazy too because before before I, before we recorded, I think yesterday it was yesterday or 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 Saturday. I watched back our stream from last year in the finals when we had Matt on the game six and we was talking about that game. And we were talking about Jordan Poole, like, yo, he's about to get the bag. Mm-hmm. And and obviously Michael was hyping him up. He was his hype man. Like he's about to get play. It's on record. It's on record. I'm just I'm he just was. going off what I heard and saw on the mm-hmm. last stream. And carry on. And, and deservedly so. He had a great playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. We thought, you know, okay, this he's gonna ascend. This is this is the beginning of something. Um, and and this year, he just even in the regular season, he really wasn't that type of guy. Really wasn't a six man of the year candidate. Really didn't see too much of a, uh, any type of upside that we expected after the playoff series that he had after the playoff run that he had last year when he won the championship. And obviously, of course, we know the big video with, with Draymond doing what he did, kind of, you know. Halted that as well. Yeah, facts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, Nick talked about Bob Myers. Bob Myers, his contract is up, so he he, he might be he might be out of there. He, he might he might look he might look elsewhere and and, and try to um, start fresh with a with a new canvas for for another team. Hmm. Where where that would be, I don't know. But obviously, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Hold <laughs> Well, I don't know if Sam Presley's there, so I don't see that. I don't yeah. see that being a. They don't. They don't. They don't need him there. But any any of those other bottom teams, uh, I'm pretty sure that they're probably. Well, the Kings are not. Well, they're not a bottom team anymore. Sam I know, but yeah. it's basically the Warriors 2.0 as far as what they're implementing with with Brown. What if he just went there? I don't think it happened, but I'm just yeah. talking at it. Yeah, I could, but I, any any of those lower lower teams, I'm pretty sure they would get rid of their front office oh, and, yeah. and you know open the you know open a blank check for, for Bob Myers, and possibly possibly Orlando. They have a lot of upside and a lot of talent mm-hmm. um, over there, and he he could be gone. He could be out of there. So that that that's that's his situation. Clay plays is a, is going to be a free agent, and you know what does that contract look that look like? We talked about that a little bit in the group chat. If he wants north of thirty, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna gonna make that happen. If it's if it's you know twenty five to twenty eight range, to where they could be able to also you know get some more talent um, around Steph and Clay and Draymond, then that's a possibility. Some I've heard some people talk about potentially trading pool already. Mm. I, you know, you know, me, there's wanna, so many so yeah. many videos about how the the chemistry I think this year. With pool, like nobody seemed to like him in the huddles. It almost looked like, you know. I don't know if you guys saw the graphic with Curry kind of looking at, like in Game Six, Curry was kind of giving him like the the death stare when he was. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. I mean, and again, it's tough to really make an assumption off those pictures. They're still shots, but it it looks bad. It looks bad. Did you see the one where it looked like Draymond tried to get a high five from him or was talking to him, and Pool just walked on by and Steph went straight to him, like, no, you know, I don't know what he said, but it's like we don't act like that. I just almost feel like Poole is is been cancerous this year for them, just all around. Like he like he got bag, and now he's just like, hey, I've got an attitude that came with this bag, you know? Right. And when you and, when you play when you play like that, and when those clips come about, obviously with the Draymond one you just talked, the most recent one, and then the no the infamous one, 
Though, mm-hmm. though that's that's what people are gonna say. They say once yep. you got your bag, you, you acted different, and his play kind of resulted in that as well. So uh, this is a it's 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 interesting because it's like okay, he had a great year, then he had a bad year. It's like, do you want to just get rid of him after the one bad year, or do you you hope that maybe he responds from this and then learns and grows and you know figure like, okay, listen, like I need to get it together and get back to where I was, or you get rid of him. He's making he's gonna make tw- north of you know twenty seven million for the rest of, per year, so they're expecting mm-hmm. him to be a guy that as Wait. Curry gets older, yeah, because, kind of yeah, can you know, fill, fill in that role and and be as productive as Clay was. Uh, back on his in his prime because you cannot waste these years for for Stephen Curry. You can't waste these years. It's not like he's on a decline. He's still playing at a high level. We saw him, you know, drop fifty in a game seven against Sacramento. So you you know you have to figure out what this roster is going to look like. For me personally, they need to get a they need to get some size in the middle. They can't look you know in in the early stages in their prime. You know it was it was cool in their prime to do that. Because you know they, they had the shooting, they had they had everything else. But you going up going up against a team like the Nuggets, like the Lakers, when their best players are front court guys, and that's not your strong suit, that could be a problem. That could be a problem. So I think they need to really look at, you know, try to find a rim protector. Who that who that may be, I don't know, because there really isn't there really isn't a lot of you know rim protecting specialists right now. Um, in the NBA, if you, if you really think about it, you know, they're really, most of those guys are great players like Jared Jackson Jr. and, and obviously Anthony Davis and B. Um, there isn't really true, you know, shot blocking specialists out there that are on the market. So that's that's going to be that's going to be an interesting thing for them, man. I think they need to get you should talk about Wiggins potentially being a, a number two option. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I think really it should just be by committee, kind of like how it's been. It's definitely Steph's the guy and then it's a combination of clay pool and wiggins if you could get some type of production at least you know 70 combined or 60 something combined between those three guys that's that's the best case scenario you got wiggins there for you just gave wiggins the extension and you just gave pool the extension so those two those two guys are going to be there for at least another two years if if pool's not you know shipped off they, they need to step up they have to step up so it's going to be some it's interesting interesting uh offseason for the Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors and again for the Lakers back to the Western Conference Finals and you know we're gonna we're gonna break down that that uh that series in a, in a little bit but like I said Brown and AD just just different man can't stop that I think <laughs> can't stop that with the Lakers I think AD we we forget about how great his play really is and I'm just saying that oh yes I'm a Kentucky boy I know that but Anthony Davis, when he, he is healthy and healthy for more than two weeks, he's up there in the talks, in my opinion, back there again, where he almost was for a while and then fell off with the Giannis conversation. Like AD can guard everyone. He can protect the rim, hold his own protecting the rim. He's got handles because he ran point guard in high school until his senior year when he grew uh, 11 inches and had to be the big man. So, I mean, he's got the handle. He's got the agility. And he's got moves as a big. So AD is such a valuable player on this team that I think sometimes we forget how well-rounded of a player he is. And that's why I think LeBron really chose him to be his his 8 or 1B really on this team. So the Lakers are going to be tough for sure. Like I mean, 
they're the second best team at least, no matter what, in the West right now. You get one and two right here. So, and with AD and LeBron, it's going to be hard for the Nuggets, which we'll get to that at a later time too. So let's go ahead and move back to CJ's situation here. Sure. And let me go ahead and move you over to the big screen because CJ, I want to hear from you, man. Ever since this loss happened, I haven't feel like you've talked much to us and I want to make sure you're doing okay. And for some reason, I I can't get you to go to the big screen. There we go. Now I think I got you going. Doing well, doing well. He got it done in six. A lot, a lot of the things that I expected happened. A lot of things that I talked about throughout the season for the Knicks and some of their flaws I knew would definitely be exposed and be brought to a light in the playoffs because that's what happens in the playoffs. These teams are going to take away what you do best and expose and and make sure, and what you don't do well. They're going to bring that to the forefront. And that's what we saw. Knicks are not a great passing team, 28th in assists. Bottom five and three point percentage throughout the year, and that's exactly what we saw. We saw an ice heavy ISO team that can't shoot. It's just like a terrible combination. It's like, and Eric Spoelstra did a, did a phenomenal job. Yeah, yeah, y'all went night night too, bro. I know. <laughs> I went night night in a in a worse way. In a, in a worse way. In a worse way. Y'all was the defending champions. So. Hey, sounds fire, man. I'm just saying, bro. You did it. You, 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 you did that. You did it, bro. So I just have to, you know, have to, you know, clap back. But I got no comment. Thibodeau <laughs> got our coach, which is what I expected. And and Jalen Brunson, man. Jalen Brunson, and out in the, the turnover was tough. I thought he should have hit Hart. He kind of faked it and thought Jimmy would go back to Hart and thought he'd get a one-on-one look again, but it didn't happen. Jimmy obviously is going to stay on on Brunson on, on in that late game in, in game six because Hart couldn't shoot all series. So that that was that was a big factor. And then for Brunson to play, you know, 40, 41 in, a, in an elimination game, just wish he got some help. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, four for twenty-four combined. It's like it's like a baby Harden and Embiid. That's that's what it looked like to me. It's just what they are. They're like Embiid and Harden Jr. It's just once once the and, and I don't want to get too much on RJ because he did play well in the playoffs mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, there was there was a point where he he actually he was the, the he had the highest three-point percentage uh, f- for the Knicks, which is crazy because he had, he was thirty-one percent all year. Um, so he did play well in the playoffs, but one for 10 in an elimination game is nasty. It's nasty. And Randall uh, just is what, is what I've been talking about since, since, you, got, since you guys, you know, brought me on the show. Since Easy. you guys brought me on the show, man. Inconsistent. Uh, I, I just, some of that is on Thibodeau because, again, he, he doesn't coach a creative offense. It's kind of just one guy do everything, whether it's Brunson or Randall, and everybody just stands and watches. Oh, he's doubled. Now kick it out to a shooter with five seconds left on the shot clock. It's not an offense that's going to, you know, win you anything. Um, he's not an efficient player. He, he's, he's just nice. Not, not a great three-point shooter. I don't know why he doesn't play more with his back to the basket, play more in the post, get to that left hand a little bit quicker, use his athleticism, use his quickness. You would think for a guy with that size and that frame, he get to the foul line a little bit more. He doesn't. And when he does, he doesn't shoot it at a great clip, 74% from the free throw line. He needs to improve there. 
He's you know he's he got he got ripped in, in, in the playoffs just because his he went from 24, 10, and four in the regular season and then 14, 10, and four in the playoffs. So you dropped 10 points from the playoffs to the I mean, from the regular season to the play, you couldn't even meet your your your, your average in the regular season. It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. So it's bam. Me, me. I, I think we need a new coach because I don't see Thibodeau is never going to change. I mean, this is this is what Thibodeau mm-hmm. is. He's he's always failed to adjust in the playoffs. We saw it in Chicago. We saw it in Minnesota, and we're seeing it now in New York. I, I don't I don't see what there should be no hesitancy in in, in letting him go because. We just saw Boonhoser get fired. He won a championship. We saw Nick Nurse Monty. get fired. Yeah, we saw Monty get fired. He took the team to a finals. We saw Nick Coach Nurse get fired. Coach of the year last he won, year. He won a championship. So it's just, you know, these guys, we've seen guys have had more success um, than, than Thibodeau in the last few years, and they and they lost their jobs. So I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, he's a, he's a really good head coach. I think he's a great foundation mm-hmm. head coach for a team that, you know, is on the – that, that needs a that needs a guy to, to help them create an identity. He could do that for you, but in terms of going going over the hump, going to the Eastern Conference Finals and beyond, he's not that guy because he's not creative offensively. Defensively, it was weird. It wasn't even like Jimmy. Jimmy didn't have the same series that he had in the first round against us. He didn't have a forty point game. He didn't have a right. fifty point game. He shot eleven percent from the three point line. So I mean, it wasn't like he was—he didn't have—he didn't—he wasn't going crazy like we saw when he went up against Milwaukee, and that's—that's what—that's what also makes the you know the loss you know tough. But again, you know, it just doesn't matter who who's out there for Miami. They make it happen. Eric Spoelstra, top three head coach in the league, uh, des- deservingly so, and he was just a masterclass. Just a masterclass, man. And you know, for the for the Knicks, it's it, it's difficult because quickly got hurt. And he was looking to get a, get a get a nice bag. I think he's still going to get a nice contract. Maybe not what he expected after having a really good regular season and then getting hurt in the playoffs. Topping, we don't know. Uh, he's going to look probably look for a long term deal and look for more of an opportunity to play because this this guy that we got is he just doesn't play him and doesn't use him right, which is sad. So Hart most likely is going to be there uh, for, for the long term. Fournier is out of there. He can't play defense. He's getting packed up. So, some 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 questions, some questions for the Knicks. But the 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 one key thing that obviously that I'm happy about is we got it. We got hey, we got one guy, which is Brunson, and I don't think Julius. You no, know. <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> we got Brunson, and again, I, I, I don't want to. It's, it's tough for me to I, I critique Julius, but it's also Thibodeau too, bro. It's how we play makes him look that bad as well because Thibodeau is using him like he's he plays like he's hardened like he plays like a power power forward version of Harden I tweeted that out too I'm like this guy's like the power forward version of James Harden you know he's doing things that he should never be doing step back threes and things you should that's not your life be close get closer to the basket and and for Miami again it's, it's going to be a great series against Boston you know they went up against each other three times or this would be the third time they've matched up um, in the last four years. So that's going to be a, a great battle. So I can't wait to see that one. But uh, yeah, you know, credit to Miami, did a great job. And, and for the Knicks, back to the drawing board. But it was a, definitely a better season than last year and mm-hmm. definitely a better season than last year. So I will say that getting to the second round, getting out of the first round, 
finally and for the first time in a decade. So there's some positives, but there's some, still some big questions as well. Nick, what you got about this heat domination? I mean, you know, this heat and Nick's series. <laughs> domination. Um, give credit to Miami. Experience played a role in this series. Um, you know, I mean, we, we always talk about how Spo could get like a bunch of like G leaguers and have allowed them to play at a high level. But I mean, it was really more than that. I mean, you added Kevin Love to this roster uh, midseason. Um, you still had guys like Kyle Lowry, who, you know, I think we possibly owe him an apology because a lot of us said that he was cooked. I mean, and I, I, I will admit that. I will admit I said, yo, it might be over for Kyle Lowry. But I think him being coming off the bench, being that six man, I think that role works well for him. Um, and he played he played a huge role in this series against uh against New York and also, you know, man, Duncan Robinson has shown me that he is a true professional. He's shown mm-hmm. me that. You know, for him to be a starter in the bubble, then go through a transition where you know he's not where he doesn't have a lot of playing time, then Tyler Hero gets hurt, and now here he comes, you know, back into the rotation and is able to have a few performances where he's knocking down at least five three corners. I think that's really big for them. So, you know, kudos to him. So I think it was just an overall team effort for Miami. And the reason why in the reason why we got the series in the reason why we got this series, the reason why they got this series win. Um give credit to Bam as well. Bam stepped up to the plate, average around average about 18 a game. Um, I think like eight or nine rebounds through the um, through the series as well. Can't remember off the top of my head, but give credit to him. He definitely stepped up significantly. Honestly, I mean you could say, man, with Jimmy, with Jimmy really dealing with that ankle injury, you can like you could say, like you know, he wasn't really going as hard as when he did in that Milwaukee series. So, you know, possibly going into this next series against Boston, he may be feeling a little bit better. So, he, so, he, so you know, he'll be ready to go. But kudos to the Heat, man. Um, for the Knicks, you know, even though I mean, look, I mean, to me, I still look at this as a good season for New York. You know, what I'm saying getting to the second round, first time in, in a decade. Jalen Brunson shows that he is the franchise guy for the future to come. Who knows what the future holds for Julius Randle? It's it's very interesting about Julius because, you know, here's CJ and Nick Faye, you know, talking about him. But then also it's crazy because this past Thursday I was in some Nick spaces and there was a few Nick fans that were saying, oh, man, we just got to give Julius some time. You know, he had the, he had the, uh, the injury, you know, whenever he's playing, you know, we're, we're at our best, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, it's, it's crazy, man, but. I mean, you know, Nick, uh, different Nick fans have their own opinion and everything, but overall, man, um, I mean, it was a good season for New York. You know, getting get into the second round, like I said, you know, being able to push the Heat to six games, give credit to, give credit to them for winning that crucial game five at home. Um, if they if they keep going in this direction as far as you know building around Brunson, I, th- I think I think they'll be fine moving forward. Got to put the right I- guys around Brunson though. I agree, and I'm not mad at that at all, what you're saying there about the Knicks. I think everyone's happy with the way the Knicks turned out this year. Uh, hate that I couldn't move on forward. I'm lying. I'm really happy that my Miami Heat did. But anyways, uh, the Knicks, I think, Tom, kind of going back with what you said there, CJ, uh, he's a good coach, a great coach, let's just say it. But his style has, has not changed to stay up par as what the NBA is now. I look at him as more of a Mark Jackson-esque as far as, hey, you've got him built – this is far the, the farthest as he can take them. And as many coaches that are on the table that are looking for jobs right now, I think there's some out there that are good that could step into that role and push them forward. Shout out Mark Jackson, who is being interviewed for uh, what job was it? The Bucks. Uh, the Bucks job. 
Uh, hope he gets that and hope he does well with that. Um, but I feel like Miami, there is just always a will, a more of a will that they were just going to have it. Uh, we on the show with uh, Greg that was on the show with us with uh, the five on the floor. We even kind of talked about how there was just this this uh, atmosphere that Miami already wanted, even though they still had to win two more games. We were just that confident. We were afraid we jinxed it. But with that being said, Miami's moved on. I think the Knicks can't put their heads down at all for what they've done this year. Brunson is the future. Keep building with that. You know, I want to ask you guys this. I see this on a post, and it kind of tickled me a little bit. But the more I think about it, I kind of see what they're saying. Is RJ the better pick in that class? of what they had because that pick was, or that class was Zahn number one, jaw gunslinger number two, and then RJ. What did you just say, bro? Come on, man. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, um, so yeah, well, he's, he's been, he's been the more consistent and reliable. I'll say yeah. that. We're not going to mention Garland. Yeah. Well, it was just top. We were just talking top three. Top three. Okay. Yeah, well, they're the top three. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's been the more reliable one. He's not obviously not the most talented one, um, right? But because but availability more. is much better than yeah, not it's, being available. It's, Michael, yeah, I, yeah, thought, sure. I thought I thought you were a Zion believer, man. I thought. Well, I'm just I, I wanted to be, and I was trying to speak it into existence. But let's be honest, the man he's feeble. Let's just be honest. So let <laughs> I mean. I want him to be in the league for a whole season. That way my PSA 10 that I've got over there might actually be worth something and I'm going to like sell it as soon as he does well. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, Zion's great, let's be honest, but we can't get him for a full season. So availability is better than what we're getting right now. Let's just be honest. So, I mean, RJ, I think, was the better pick right now. I mean, right? You all agree? Yeah, no, no, I mean, like, okay, from an all may be Maybe suspended I mean, out of the year. Can, like we, you said earlier. can we really say that though? Because it's like when the Knicks get a lottery pick, you know, you're looking at a new like guy that can really lead your franchise. That's just the way that I like that was why they wanted number one because they wanted I Zion. Agree. They wanted right. Zion to be the new franchise guy. And I mean, and look, I'm not I'm not trying to diss Arch or anything, but he definitely hasn't been like you know the franchise player for them. No, no. no this, like, is your, this is your four, and he's a third option, which I mean, like, is is not bad. But but when you expect when you expecting more, it, it's, it's it's not a good look. When you have when you have someone that just came on the team this year and has already surpassed you as a better player, uh, someone that didn't even, that just had a you know one great playoffs and season last year, goes to your team and is now better than you, uh, you know. And 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 Rand and, and, and listen, I, I critique Randall, but Randall's better than them too. And you know, oh, they yeah. got they got there the same year. And that's why it's so weird for Rand, for me for Randall because he ha he's talented, but I just again I just don't think the offense that that I mean, we're not used, he's not being used the right way. I want to see him I want to see him being used like again closer to the basket, playing more in the post, not mm -hmm. the step back threes. Um, and then for RJ, it's the same thing, bro. It's like he's just he's gonna be he's gonna be that type of guy unless he develops his his uh, his outside shot. He has to be a better shooter. It's just plain. It's just plain and simple. And he has to find other ways to get to the basket and be creative. If it's not, if it's not downhill with the left hand, it's tough. It's tough for him. So like, I see what you're saying, uh, but obviously from a talent standpoint, it's not even close. 
between the, the, from, the first, from the first two guys to to uh, to RJ. But when we just talk about you know not getting in trouble, staying in shape, a guy you could depend on and rely on. Yeah, it's it looks like a it, it's a it's a good pick. It's a good pick. But again, you know, I think the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, despite those problems with both of those guys respectively, they'll they're they're still going to deal with that. You know, uh, because of the talents, just supersedes everything. So at least for at least for now, at least for now, for both for both scenarios. Which is just it's looking sad too for both of those guys as well. Like because we were like pumped about that draft draft class. Yeah. And which Ja is still being far better than Zom because he's there. We don't know what's gonna go on. But Ja Ja Ja's still a great talent. He's just he's just stupid right now. Is what it is. Yeah. It's brain yeah, dead. Speaking of stupid, my sons, guys. Sheesh. I'm I'm heartbroken on that. Like, and I'll I'll be the first to say to sunset. Uh, sunset. Oh, I don't appreciate that. We'll we'll cut that out. Michael, Michael, let, let me ask you something. Who was guarding Nikola Jokic? Who was the primary defender on Nikola Jokic? You know what? Sometimes the question that you want answered is not the question that gets answered. So we're going to move on from that one because Aiton won't be there next year. Let's just be honest. Aiton is out of there. So? Let, let's I go ahead and so. call it what it is. He didn't want to be there this year. He was no, going to go to Indiana. But then, yeah, unfortunately, I, Phoenix ended up matching the contract, and, you know, he had no choice. It was already a bad experience from the beginning. From the beginning. Monty Wilson, DeAndre Aiton, I don't even know. I don't think he has much value. So you can't trade him. He don't got no value. Why would anybody figure it out? That's a crazy thing. You're not going to get everything you deserve from him. I mean, the number one overall pick, and you're not going to get Gobert value. But anyways. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Talk, talk, talk about your team, man. Let's just come back and let me – Michael, got, little bit. Michael got a lot of teams, I, man. I can't keep up. I have – I really have one, and it's Miami. I, I like Booker, and, the, and so it's the Suns, too. But anyways, <laughs> I'm going to carry on. Yeah. I don't – I didn't – I didn't go there. I just said I like Booker. He played for Kentucky. Okay, guys. Okay. Anyways, back to my team that I get to cry about. We made the trade for KD to put us over the top. And granted, he was hurt when he came over in warmups, rose an ankle, but he was back and healthy. So, I mean, I understand the chemistry may not have all been there because he didn't get to bond with them and learn how they play with the, as a team together. But Booker, by far, was the superior one on this team. And I don't understand why we would make a trade for KD to play second fiddle. It doesn't make sense. Like, we, we assume that KD would come over and be our savior for our team, basically. Or for the Suns, I'll say that. But he was a no-show, really. I mean, he had some good games, but like crunch time. I don't want to say he's a no-show. He he did not play well this series. I mean, yes, yes, he didn't shoot the ball well, but I can't say he wasn't a no-show. I mean, he he has he has some good stretches. Yes, I I can agree. Booker was by far the best player in the the entire playoffs for them. But I mean, I watched many games in that in the first quarter. That KD couldn't bear was barely drawing iron on some of those shots, and it was wasn't even threes. It was 
penetrating the end and then shooting that free throw line jump shot, and it was just a hard clank. But like, also, another thing is you got to give credit to Denver's defense because there was many times where Katie would catch the ball on the high post and Denver's playing in the zone defense. They would just pretty much devour KD, like, you know, right. like, around the area. Crowd. Exactly. And, and I'm good. I mean, I'm I love defense, so it's fine. But I'm just saying, when you're KD and we trade up, who I mean, some of the players that was more of a bench for us, and then who's excelled elsewhere, it looks like maybe we should have been doing a little bit better with those players while while we had them. But I'm just saying, KD, I uh, hope you stay with us, and hopefully next year we look a lot better. I'm so mad that Monte's already been fired. Like it's not even been a week time that we can mourn our loss and our season over, and you already cut. Monte, who is the coach of the year from last year, I have heard that we've already are showing interest in Ty Lue, but I don't see Lou leaving the Clippers, an LA team, to come over to Phoenix. I, I don't know. Nurse. I would. I, I mean, I would. I mean, he got he got a duo that can't stay healthy, bro. So if it's tempting, that would be great for us to get Ty Lue. I don't. I mean, we already heard that Aiton isn't happy in Phoenix. So you have to get rid of him. Well, I mean, I'm just. I know. I know. This, I know. This is a PR stunt, but on, on Friday he said, you know, he wants to stay. So. Of course, he wants to stay. They're paying his bills. That's why I stay where I'm at because they still give me money, even though I don't like it sometimes working there. But well, God, you better not let them hear this. Uh, that's why I didn't say no names. If Ty Lue comes to Phoenix, I'm I'm, I'm happy again. You know, like that, that sounds great. We can build with that. Now, Monty, Lew- Monty Williams is a great coach. I wanted him to stay, but oh, well, w- w- we've got to go on. I-, I hope the best for Monty wherever he lands on his feet because it won't be no time he's rehired. The Nuggets, everyone has to say they are definitely the real deal now, though. Like we're seeing more of the playoff time where they are showing who they are. Jamal Murray is not the bubble Murray. He is Jamal Murray. Uh, Michael Porter looked good in many minutes of what he got uh, in that starting lineup, of course, and just some of the games he had. Jokic, I mean, what do you call him? He He's great. It doesn't matter what he does. It just happens. If he's got the ball in the post, he's either going to dominate and score or he's going to get double team, and he sees the right pass at the right time to make it to the right place where they're open for the three and it's up. He's just phenomenal as a uh, IQ of a ball player. So kudos to the Nuggets. I still got a Kentucky boy in the Western Finals. I actually got two Kentucky boys, AD and Jamal Murray. So I'm happy either way. But Suns, come on, man. I was so close to buying a Suns jersey, but you pooped the bed, man. That's all I'm going to say. I book a jersey. I'll probably get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm really leaning towards uh, Jim, Hilly Butler because he, he's awesome. No, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had to choose, yeah, I would obviously go, go with Jimmy. He's probably he'll, – he'll be there He'll be there longer. Yeah. Oh, ooh, you think Booker might be gone soon? No, nah, they're going to try – now. they're going to keep this going. They're going to try this for at least – Three years? Months. Two nah, years? Uh, Two years, I think. I think, you know, I say next season and wait and see. I don't know. Hmm. I think Hmm. It still has a lot of questions that have to be answered. Nuggets versus Suns. Nikola Jokic is king. 
Nicole, Nicole, Nicole Yoke is right now top three player in the world. Top three player in the world. Oh, God. Right. I can't. Gosh. You gotta, you I gotta, mean, how, how can you say anything bad about can't, it? Right? Can't, you can't. You can't. You can't say it. You can't. You really can't debate that. You can't debate His it. flaw is defense. We know that. He won back to back MVPs on the, without his guy and Murray. And, you know, now they're full at full strength. Bruce Brown. Jeff Green, Contavious Caldwell Pope was a big time pickup for them. His ability to space the floor. Bro, he went off defense. in the first quarter of game six. Yeah. He was going crazy. crazy. He was going crazy. He set the tone. He set the tone for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yoker set the tone in that first quarter. And they had no Phoenix had no answer for that. Uh, I think Monty Williams, he should have probably went to that went to his bench earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. Remember the first two games, they didn't we didn't even hear about Landry Sham until game four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were already down 0-2 at that point. So his inability to adjust, just like he didn't adjust against the Bucks, and he didn't he didn't adjust against the Mavericks last year. Uh, is he a good coach? Yes, he is a good coach because he turned that he turned that Phoenix team around. They're just similar like Doc. Like Suns were the la- laughing stock of the league. They were laughing stock of the league, just like he turned the Clippers around. What Doc did. Um, it's just an early, just an earlier stages, but right now it looks. Uh, and and, Matt, and and also Matt Ishbia didn't hire him. So he wants to get he wants to get his guy in there. He wants to bring in his uh his 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 coach that he thinks could be help this team and and make and make them successful. They had no answer for Jokic. Like I said, he top top three player in the world. I think the three best players in in the playoffs left is the the three the three best guys in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Th- it's, it's, and then, and, mean, then yeah. and then you can, and then listen between 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 Butler and Tatum. You know how uh-huh. you know, listen. However, you want to do that. I think it's interchangeable because of how how well Jimmy plays in the playoffs. So, but those are the three. Those are the LeBron, AD, and Yo. Those are uh, those are three best players left. No doubt, no doubt about it. So, he was he was just thirty point triple double in average. And the, the, yeah. the man averaged, averaged 34.5, 13.2 rebounds, and 10.3 assists on nearly 60% shooting. 60% shooting. And, and again, it's just the efficiency, the vision, his IQ. DeAndre Aiden is just, you know, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not, say, playoff life. I want to know who was guarding him, who allowed this. Yeah, no, no one, no one. I mean, you look, you look at, the, you look at the highlights, and it, it looked like somebody was guarding him, but it just, it just, he just really wasn't there. He was just getting the shadow. Yeah, he was, just, he was, he was just, ready to take the ball out when it went in. Let's just be honest. Jokic was, was hustling, out hustling him as well, running, running the floor. People talk about his lack of athleticism and, and this and that, but you know, he was hustling, man. He was doing the effort plays, trying to make it happen. People sleep on his rebounding, offensive rebounding. Those little tip ins, like he'll miss the shot, get it right back, tip it back. Like it's you have to you have to be on him and engaged every second um, of the possession because uh, he understands you need to do the little things, and that's what I like. I like players that do the, that that are excellent and still do the little things to help their team win. You mm-hmm. see a lot of guys that are great, and they you know somebody else does that. When you're great, you do everything, and that's and that's what he does. Yeah, is he a great rim protector? No, um, and we'll see if that. Is is plays a factor in, in this in this matchup against against the Lakers. I think it will, but 
against Phoenix. Just, just Aiden, like I say, he's not he's not built for this life. He's not built for this playoff life, and uh, that, that's that's a big question for them. I mean, they're paying him a lot of money, and they're expecting him to be productive. And at, before the series started and during the series, I said, how else can you impact the game? And he didn't impact the game at all. He was just a bot out there. Uh, he got babied by Jokic, and then that's that's just what it was. That's just what it was, man. KD and Book. But it's just you can't expect those guys to score it, get 80 combined every single game. They're going to get tired. They're going to get fatigued. And Book's elimination games haven't been great. You look at that game six, you can look, look at the game six against the Bucks. look at the game seven against the Mavericks, and you look at the game six against the Nuggets. You look at those numbers, they're not good. They're not good. I believe under 20 points on, on each of those games in elimination games. So uh, he's still young. He still has room to grow and, and, and improve for sure. But he did play. He, he played consider, considerably well throughout this entire series. I mean, the 47-point game, the efficiency, he, he was excellent. KD, I got to give Denver a lot of credit defensively. I just wasn't sure what type of defense I was going to get from them because they're, they're kind of hot and cold. Like There are moments where they, they, they do a great job. And then there's other moments where there was a mo- there was a, a game in the series where they gave up 129 points. So it's just can can they stay consistent with that, especially going up against this squad and with mm-hmm. the Lakers? Uh, but against KD, they did a great job. Showed him a crowd. Bruce Brown, former teammate of KD, obviously knows some of the tendos uh, of the, some of the things that he likes to do. Um, getting steals. Bruce Brown was probably probably the, their third best player. Uh, you could maybe, maybe say KCP. Uh, it was probably a toss-up between both of those guys um, f- for Denver. Both 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 players were great in this series. Michael Porter Jr. had had moments, but not to where you, you expect him to play. Aaron Gordon, same thing. So uh, just they have a, this is what we expected. We, we said, listen, what what are you going to do once you, once you get your guys? And and they go right back to the Western Conference Finals, just like when you had your guys. Uh, before so great great series for for denver and for phoenix chris paul if he's not coming off the bench gotta gotta move off him gotta move off him I'm sorry <laughs> it's just it's just facts oh. can't 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 stay can't stay healthy he can't stay healthy in the playoffs this is like the fifth straight year that uh outside of the bubble year against oklahoma uh against uh, he was on he was on the thunder against houston that was probably the only time he was he was like healthy throughout the entire series. But other than that, he's been hurt. He's been hurt every single year in Phoenix. I just told you about the Clippers. He was on the Hornets. He had the ACL. Houston. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. He's a smaller guy. And it's tough sometimes to ask, you know, a point guard. That's why that's why those that, those point guards at the top, um, like like Steph, and that's under six five, under six five, like Steph, Isaiah. That's why we champion those guys because for them to you know carry a franchise and be that small uh, is is uh, especially in the NBA in the league full of giants. It's it's a great feat. It's a great feat. So Chris Paul is still a great player, um, Hall of Fame player, but right now he's just yeah, he has to come off the bench for me for my team. There's no way he can start. Uh, I need I need a younger player in there that uh, that can defend. That can you know add, add some pace to that team, space the floor. I wouldn't mind Booker, you know, taking some of the playmaking responsibilities. I think he could do a really good job of that. Um, he's an underrated passer, underrated playmaker. 
they have they have to make some moves. And I think they are gonna move from from Chris Paul, man. You're paying him too much, and then you're not gonna pay him that much to come off the bench. So I think he may get moved for sure. I think it's very possible. And again, this is Matt Ishbia's team now, not Sarver. So this is a whole new team. This is this this is his vision. This is how he views the Suns. His first big move was getting KD. So he sees KD and Book being my two guys. Everybody after that, it's up in the air. It's up in the air. Do you think there's a chance that Kyrie signs with them? Very possible. Very possible. Could you, could you imagine a Kyrie, KD, and Booker? Let's let's go. Let's you know. Let's again. On, let's paper, on paper, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm let's with get you. on paper because we thought you know we thought KD and Book on paper was was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They still need depth. They need depth. Yeah. So so you're gonna so now you're paying three guys north of forty mil. I know he's a billionaire. Obviously, he just bought the team, but he's gonna have to go over the luxury and and the way the CBA is set up, it, it's 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 different now. It's not that easy to just oh yeah, you just overspend and and get guys. So it's gonna be a little bit different um, for Ishbia. So I, I, you got to move off Chris Paul and for Aiton, it's like like you guys said. So you guys said trade him, and then I asked you what team. You couldn't tell me a team. So oh, I don't, I don't even care. I was just saying, like, you know, he didn't want to be there to begin with. I mean, he had a chance to go to Indiana as a restricted free agent this past offseason. Honestly, so, I mean, do you run that back and see what's up with Miles Turner? Like, I, I don't know. Why not? I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah. think I, Turner, Turner's definitely a better defensive player. He's definitely a better floor spacer than uh, than Aiden is at this point in his career. I, I don't see why not. I, I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility. Because Pacers are interested, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. But that's but. the thing. I mean, Indiana just gave him an um an extension. Uh, Turner, right? Yeah, they gave Turner an extension. Yeah, yeah, they gave him an extension. So uh, I could see that, you know, kind of just being a, a or swap. Like, do a package. Well, try to try to try to get um Turner and Peel. Possible if you can. I think that yeah. If they're if they're able to, if James Jones is able to do. Who knows if you even knows if James Jones will be there. Again, that's that's not Matt Ishbia's guy. He could, you know, he could just clean house and just keep KD and Book, and everybody else is up out of there. I think it's very possible, very possible he could do that. So, and you could still build a good team around that. Yeah, of course, of course. You got, you know, you got two, you got two top, top. Let's say fifteen players in the league. You can say ten. I don't know about. I don't know. uh, I mean, who you putting out, Booker? Think Booker's a top ten player in the NBA. I'm just saying, who would you rather have out of that top ten, KD or or Booker? No, no, no. I'm saying you. Have, I'm saying you have two top top fifteen players on your team, and you, you know you just start with you start there, mm-hmm. and then you know just just build the team from there. But you still need to make some moves. Like I said, you got to get off the Chris Paul contract. You got to get off. You got to move off the Aiden contract, and you got to add some depth, man. You got to add some guys around. You got to add some defenders, rim protectors, another playmaker. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. So one, they need a new head coach. <laughs> that's the first. That's the first one. Who's that going to be? One. Who's that going to be? I don't know. I don't know. You guys talking about Ty Lue. I don't know if I don't know what that look. I think telling me Steve Ballmer's go. Let's Ty Lue go to Phoenix. I doubt that. This guy's the most. He's the wealthiest owner in the league. He's not. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. So Nick Nurse. Yeah. I, obviously, that's that's the guy that. If I'm Doc pretty Rivers. sure. I'm pretty sure Udoka is probably God, kicking God, himself. No. I'm, I'm pretty sure Udoka is probably kicking himself yeah. right now because he's like, man, you know, I, I probably signed too early with Houston. I probably should have waited a little bit. I think he, he, yeah. he probably get this Phoenix job. Easy. He should have at least waited to the summer. 
Hey, maybe he wanted maybe he wanted to build you know help build the team from the ground up. Maybe that's maybe that was his vision. But uh, I know for me, I, I would have waited. I would have definitely waited um, for for sure. He, he could have had the Bucks job or or the Suns job. It's right. It would have been right there for him. Mm-hmm. He would have been a top candidate. So I think Nick Nurse will probably be the head if he doesn't want it. Because some of these guys, you know, that once they leave, they take a year off and then come back. Mm-hmm. So he might do that. Or but if he's ready to go. Uh, somebody, Frank Isola was talking about Isaiah Thomas. If they get Isaiah Thomas, I'm out. I'm out on Phoenix. Like this clip. When Isaiah Thomas, the coach, stop it. Stop. It. I saw that, bro. I was like, yo, what they talking about? Now, I don't. I don't know if he was reporting that or that's just that's just an op-ed. But oh they need to. I think a guy like Nick Nurse, obviously, because I remember we saw I saw Isaiah Thomas during that incident with uh when Ishbia you know flopped. When when Jokic gave him a Jokic gave him a little little nudge, Isaiah Thomas is right there. So he's obviously confides in in Isaiah about some about basketball. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but yeah. coach, I don't know about that. I mean, just based Isaiah on his Thomas. time in New York, based on his time in New York, it was not Isaiah good. Thomas is the worst human being you uh, can have to be a franchise. That is the worst human being of all time, yo. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the, the, the stories. I don't know personally, but the stories out there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Nick Nurse would probably be the, the best fit. You have to, you have to hit up and see the stuff. Or, or, go to, or go to Young Route or, or go to Younger Route. Get one of these younger guys. Look, like I said, look at Missoula. Just, just again, like people just assume, oh, because they got two great players, going to be a great coach. It doesn't always work out like that. It doesn't always work out like that. And he, he, Missoula showed why he's a really good coach. What about Sam Cassell? Possibility. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't. I don't know why he never gets an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, is he's his name where is, is he right now? The Clippers or the uh, or the Sixers? He's with the Sixers. He's he, right next to Doc. Yeah, okay, Sixers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I hate you, Suns. Y'all broke my heart. Let's keep on moving. Thomas. <laughs> I didn't even realize that the lottery was tomorrow. Y'all going to have to fill me in on this. Uh, what's what's up? I feel bad that I'm even admitting this, but I have no clue of anything on this. Of course, uh, who's got the best opportunity right now? Or the highest percentage? Not off the top of my head, but I would love to see San Antonio get the number one pick. Get Wemby. So right now it's uh, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, Charlotte, and Portland. That's the top five. Portland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So those those five teams have uh, the highest probability to get the number one pick. For Wembenyama, like like Nick yeah. said, yeah. For for, for Wimbenyama, I think you know. San Antonio, that'll be the best case scenario. You, you know, you go right into a, a Hall of Fame head coach. Mm-hmm. You get into the big time experience. You're gonna be the guy, small market city. They're gonna love you. You could, you know, call up Tim Duncan whenever you want to and learn, you know, learn how to, you know, what what, what San Antonio is about. Out of expectations, deservedly so, because they're gonna, especially that city. The last number one pick they had was Tim Duncan, <laughs> so. Uh, it's going to be some expectations for sure, based on all the hype. And I, I, there was a, I think there's like a little docu series of him right now, of the NBA, like star NBA players talking about him and how great he's going to be. So 
it's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on oh, yeah. on, on 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 Victor Wimbanyama, you know, to produce. I think he will. I think he's a special talent. Um, but yeah, I think San Antonio would be a good spot. Detroit, Charlotte. I, I mean, he could go anywhere and, and make an impact, man. I mean, him, him and Lamelo, that'd be fun. That'd be nice. I don't know. I mean, Detroit, it's possible, but they already have two centers in Wiseman and Duran. Mm-hmm. You could, I mean, but again, it just doesn't matter. It's because they can still get the number one pick, but you would obviously have to move one of those guys or both. Uh, Portland. I'm going to say no. Nah, nah. Portland would be a wild card. I mean, there. Not to mention Isaiah pick. Stewart as well. Yeah, Isaiah they, Stewart, yeah, so Marvin they got, Bagley. They got, yeah, they, they got three centers on, on, the, on the roster. But if Portland is able to get that number one pick, that that could that could keep Dame. Dame would probably stay. <laughs> He's staying regardless. No, I don't think I don't know about regardless. I don't know about regardless. Well, the man, the man needs to make up. He needs to make his decision soon. Based, based on his think, interview, uh, based on his interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith, it sounds like he's he's ready, bro. Like if they don't really? make the right moves, he's, he's gonna ask for a trade because he like bro, they're ready. But I mean, he's thirty-two, so he's still got a lot of time left. He got at least four great years. So here we go. I mean, Dame, Sharp, Wimby—that's a good Simons. start. Yeah, Simmons, right? Simons, Not Simmons. Yeah, Anthony Simmons. Yeah. That—that's nice. I mean, Wimby—that's assuming he comes in right away and is relevant from year one, but. That's what we expect from the number one overall pick now, unless you're Aiden. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that would rekindle uh, Portland big time as far as being contenders right away and, and being relevant again. Yeah, I mean, this, Dane this, had uh, 71. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is, this is, a, it's, a, it's a eight o'clock. It's right before the Western Conference Finals. It's, the NBA, they do a great, they do a great job of that, you know, putting the lottery right before the playoff game. I think that's great. That's great marketing, great uh, schedule mm-hmm. planning by them. Um, because now, you know, you, everybody's watching as soon as eight hits so instead of just waiting until eight thirty. Um, so yeah, and, and it's just a big, it's a big wait for a few franchises. So I'm, I'm gonna be locked in. Uh, it's at eight o'clock. So yeah, man, I'm, we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna do a space. I'm gonna do a space. Hey, I was gonna say spaces. Space, space at space at uh, around like maybe like seven fifty five, uh, you know, just lock in, debrief, and then as soon you know, as soon as the the lottery goes on, we can we can recap, and then that goes right into the game. So look out and for then that. Nick's guys. gonna be dropping the article of who he picks going where. I, re- I retired from writing, bro. What? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I didn't. I'm joking. It's good to say. I thought you just said, <laughs> "Hey, I might have to bust out new articles on something on Twitter." I swear, like when I have when I scroll through Twitter, Nick is about two thirds of everything on my timeline. I'm just gonna say, like, <laughs> I gotta keep you updated on everything that's going on, man. If it's it's something from WNBA preseason, he's I know, to I know you're missing out. I know you're missing out on everything, talking. man. I know, I know those kids got you. All tied up and everything. That's true. That is true. You over there feeding I mean, them the nasty KFC and everything. Bad parents. Oh just kidding. <laughs> that KFC looked like it was on point. Now the fries were a little. They were okay this time. I'll admit, yeah. like the fries did look kind of crispy. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh-huh. Telling you, come to Kentucky so you can actually eat Kentucky fried chicken. 
Facts. Facts. Anyway, uh, you want to get into this conference final preview? Yeah, let's let's uh, hit those pretty quick. We'll start with the East. Uh, Celtics taking on Heat. Miami better uh, have Hemi showing up big time on this one. Uh, again, like I referred to earlier, they're already giving out. I don't know if it's like Bents or whatnot out in Vegas or whatnot, but they're saying Celtics has a 97% chance of winning this series. Heat only three, obviously. I think it's going to be six games, seven games, but I'm going to give the edge to Celtics, but I just don't want to ever count at the Heat. Um so I think they're going to grind it as far as they can. To me, if you give Heat seven games, Spoles and the game plan of what all they can do, you're never going to bet against them. But as Celtics, I just feel like are a more superior team here. But Miami just finds a way, and that's what I love about this team. So I'm going to be honest and say Celtics, I think, is the better team and going to move on. But I will cheer for my Heat the whole time on this and think that they are still going to have a chance of winning this. So – Leave it at that. What about you, CJ? I like I like Boston and I'm gonna say Boston and seven. No, no, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Boston and seven. The reason why is Tatum Tatum had a great game seven against Philadelphia, but Mm -hmm. the outside of that fourth quarter, the last five minutes in game six and and uh, Sunday, he didn't play great. You cannot do that against the Heat. You can't you can't go one right. for fourteen and and struggle in, in in these in this series against Miami. You you can lose. You you could definitely lose. So um, I think it's still going to be a battle. Yes, I know Miami doesn't have Tyler Harrow, but they've had some guys come in and, and uh, contribute. Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, champions. So they they know they know what it takes. I, I expect them to come in knock some knock down some big shots. The X factor their their X factors Gabe Vincent. Is going to be an X factor as well. That matchup against Marcus Smart, interested to see that and, and, and how that plays out. Caleb Martin, his defense, he's gonna he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be asked to guard Tatum, gonna be asked to guard Jalen Brown. So um, I want to see how he plays, and he has to knock down shots to make and so he so those guys can respect him. Um, mm-hmm. So he has to score as well. Bam Adebayo, what's up? You know, last last year he had that he had a really solid game when Jimmy missed. Mm-hmm. When Jimmy was out, he had that really big game in Boston, and they got the W, which which extended their series. He he needs to play well. I need you know twenty twenty four plus. He just has to twenty four plus per game um, in, in this series. Missoula versus Spolstra. Um, you know you have to give the edge to to Spolstra, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the the minor adjustments. How they're gonna play? Will Missoula go back to a smaller lineup? Because Bam is not really a you know a post up type guy and kind of he's not really like he's not in B. So they might go back to that small lineup, um, and have uh, and have oh yeah have Horford at the five and and then guard and guard Bam. That's gonna that's gonna be nice. See these is some key matchups within this series that I'm really looking at. And I'm interested to see um, how it plays out. But I think all in all, I think. You know, Boston, they have the better duo. You know, Jimmy is at the top, a top three player in the series. There's there's moments he's the best player. He could be the best player in this series between him and Tatum. It's really a toss-up depending on, you know, who's on. So I it's, I, I think I have – I see this series going seven games, man. So I'm going to go Celtics in seven again going back to the finals. I want to ask you all something, man. 
Who are the two teams with the most championships in franchise history or in NBA history? But you didn't want to answer that. <laughs> Lakers, Celtics, man. That's what we seen in the finals. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. That's what we seen in the finals, man. Um, I got. I got the Celtics in seven. I think I think that the Heat would definitely give them a, a run for their money. Um, and the reason why I say seven is because I'm not really too confident because I still have some concerns with Boston, especially down the stretch. You know, some some of the some of the late game late game executions can be a little iffy to me. So, and on top of that, even though Jim Mazzula, who has done a really good job with with Boston, I still think that Spoel is a better coach, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's going to make adjustments to make this to make this series really interesting, but. You know, with balls that have a game seven on the home floor, and like I said, I mean they're like they're five of one in, in game sevens. You know, since since Tatum and Brown have you know came to the team, I think that just gives them a little bit a little bit of um, extra momentum. So, Boston is seven once again, just like it was last year. Just this year, it's going to be in the TD Garden instead of I can't remember what the Miami's arena is called because they changed the name like almost every other year. I don't even know. This Casey Center. Yeah, like it was American Airlines Arena, then it was something else. Mm-hmm. And it, was, yeah, it, was, it was FTX, and then they had the, the yeah, FTX. Yeah. So had change, yeah. yeah, all right. So, uh, Western Conference Finals, when I switch, do it. Switch, off, switch off to that one, all right, Michael. Who oh. you got? Well, Nick's turning pages here, so let's go ahead <laughs> and hear your stats there, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> I got the Lakers in six. Mo. I got I got the Lakers in six, man. Um, it's like CJ said, man. LeBron and AD, dominant force, dominant front court duo. Whenever was, AD I is laughing at the kid, man. But to me, I feel like this is going to come down to the supporting cast, and both of these teams' supporting casts have done a phenomenal job. Obviously, we mentioned with Denver guys like KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, you know, who will play phenomenal basketball. Then also for the Lakers, got. Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, who has stepped up significantly playing, especially being, yeah, Van Vanderbilt as well, being a great just overall defender on like guarding multiple positions, being a great help defender. I love what he's been able to bring to the table on that end of the floor, but I, I do feel like with the Lakers already having that experience, they already know what it takes. Um, Darvin Ham has shown that he's a he's an I, I I don't know if I don't know if we can call him an elite coach. As of yet, but he's a really great coach so far, you know, in his first year overall. But I think the Lakers are going to take this one in six games. Um, I think LeBron and AD obviously would lead the way. If AD's, if AD's leading the way, setting the tone early on, look out. So if he can have his way against Jokic down low in the paint, which is a possibility, look out for that as well. So, okay, keep so, that overall, right <laughs> so overall, man. I'll be real, man. It's it's a it's an interesting year for the Lakers, and it's crazy because I saw I saw what Stephen A. said um, about a few days ago. He was saying that this may be the most interesting championship for LeBron. And honestly, I mean, you, I mean, you got to think seven seed, and a lot of people didn't have them making the playoffs this year. So, I mean, if if he is able to pull it off this year, I'm not gonna say it's the best. But, obviously, obviously, the best is 2016. No. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anything goes above 2016 or. And then probably 2013 right after, or maybe 2020. I don't know. I don't really know. But either way, 2016 is always going to be number one. But this year, this year will definitely be special as well. 
Sure. I'm just going to say the Lakers are playing well since they made all their roster trades and everything. LeBron came back and was healed the best that he's ever healed in anything. And it's miraculous. AD, I think, gets overlooked, like I said earlier. I think he has to have a dominating series for them to win. The Nuggets, I said, was my also my Gonzaga team as well because they get to a point and they don't do good. But they keep proving time and time again that they are deserving of our respect. I don't want to say Nuggets over Lakers, but I don't want to say Lakers over Nuggets. So I know CJ is on the Laker bandwagon. So I'm going to go ahead and make a bold prediction, say that the Nuggets are going to win in six. All right, man. Okay. Yeah, I got the Lakers in six. And – This is this is what the Lakers are gonna do. They're gonna do the same thing they did against Golden State. They're gonna attack Murray, attack Michael Porter Jr. Those are the two worst defenders in their starting lineup. Have LeBron post those guys up, pose as well, get those guys in foul trouble, make it tough. They're gonna put Braun on on Gordon because Gordon is, is the worst floor spacer um, in the Nuggets starting lineup, so he could play more help defense. Now for the Lakers starting lineup, it, it, you know it, it could be different. I mean they they could change it up. It could go to a three guard lineup. Like we saw in game six against Golden State, probably in the beginning of the series, you, they're going to put Vando on, on Murray, make it tough. It's going to use his athleticism, uh, use, use his size and, and, def- and defensive versatility to make to definitely make it difficult to Murray. Some tough shots. We've seen Murray struggle, even though he played well in the series, but he also had some bad games um, mm-hmm. in, in that, in that uh, semifinal round. So he has, he has to play exceptionally well. I think for Jokic, what you have to do against Jokic is you have to live with the scoring and take away the assists. So, and and you have and you have a guy like AD who could just stay home. You don't have to double as much because you know he's going he's going to bring it defensively. So I think they're going to stay home, and and it's it's AD. It's just a battle of foul trouble, and we'll see how the refs control this game because if they let them play, that I think that's the best case scenario because they're both going to be guarding each other. You don't want to have either one in foul trouble so early because you want to see a great game. You know, the league, they want to see a great series. It's, I mean, it's just, you could call it whatever script conspiracy theory is just what it is. You know, they're going to, they're not going to blow, they're not going to blow the whistle um, that quickly because one, it's the series before the finals. And, you know, these are the two of the best players in the NBA. So they're going to let them rock and let them play, which I think is good. So, the Nuggets defense, it's like it, it, it could be hot and cold. They had great moments in, in the series against Phoenix where they played some great defense, did a great job on KD, like we talked about. And then they have some moments where they're, you know, they're not always locked in. I think the Lakers could split split the first two games in Denver. We know that altitude is definitely a factor and definitely plays a factor for sure. Um, and that, that home crowd definitely it, it, it gets rocking, but the Lakers have not lost the home game. This playoffs, neither team so has. They, they have neither, neither neither team has lost a home game in this in this playoff. So something has mm-hmm. to give. So I trust the better duo to get the win on the road. Um, and uh, yeah. you you said that, <laughs> and uh, and there's just I don't I don't see anyone stopping LeBron. I don't see anyone stopping LeBron on that team. It's just it's, it's no one that can stop LeBron on that team. For the others, 
when you look at the others for both squads, Bruce Brown, uh, Jeff Green, Gordon, MPJ. MPJ, I mean, he's always going to be the X factor for this mm -hmm. team because he's going to get a bunch of open shots because you have to worry about the other two guys. So how well he plays, his defense is very suspect. I trust the Lakers' depth over the Nuggets' depth. I'm sorry. I mean, just what we've seen uh, so far in the playoffs, we've seen two, we've seen like three or four guys go off. But we've seen Lonnie Walker, who was getting DNPs for the first round, come in the second round and score 15 points in the fourth quarter in the playoff game against the reigning defending champions. That's If that's not depth, I don't know what is. Um, so... Yeah, man, I just think they're locked in. Like you said, Darvin Ham has done a phenomenal job so far um, as a rookie head coach with a lot of pressure. Not only not only being the head coach of the Lakers, you also coach you also coaching LeBron, so it's double the pressure. Um, and so far, he's answered the call, and uh, it's just going to be a tough series against a really good team. But I like the Los Angeles Lakers in six. I got Lakers, Celtics, and in the NBA Finals. And I, I think I think what it's going to be is Lakers six four times. I think they get it done in six each of the, each each series. Anything you gotta say, Michael? Say, man, best duo in the world. This is what it is. And also right here too. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna probably say this a little bit more. If LeBron wins this one right here, man, I got I got I have Jordan one right now. But if he wins this trip five, oh. considering. Stop, like, stop. There's no point. There's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing to stop. There's nothing to stop. Look, look, considering the year he had, he passed Kareem in all time scoring. Uh, they were the seventh seed. They were the 13th seed at one point. They started off the season two and 10, and they were able to win the finals and win the championship. Greatest ever. At 38, 38 years old, 20th season. Come on. It's, not, it's, it's like, it's, it's just. Like even 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 if you're even if you're like a Jordan Stan, you just you just can't deny like how great this guy is, bro. Like it's just yeah, you can. Year, it's easy. This, this is year twenty. This is year twenty. This is year twenty. He's man. still thirty eight. He, he'd go. He'd go to. He'd go to more finals. He'd go to eleven NBA finals appearances in twenty years. What? He's oh, been to more finals more than half his like what like like what are we like what are we talking about? What you, and I just passed Kareem all time. You look at the, the playoff rankings and points, assists, rebounds. He's had a one, great stat. One one five. If he wins, if he wins this fifth one, bro, I thought I thought like a couple years ago, I was like he's gonna get four and that's it. But then when you when he when he goes, this is before like AD and everything. Right now you bring in a guy like AD who's a game changer on both ends of the court. He could score twenty five and get twenty, and get five blocks. I want to ask you a question. Sunday. <laughs> Slay. Earlier, you said the top three players in the in the playoffs left are all in the West. Yeah. Can you rank them for me? Still got LeBron at one. Okay. Still got LeBron at one, and I'm gonna go Jokic two. I'm gonna go Jokic two. It's very close. It's very close because what AD is able to do on the defensive end is just close at two three that. or one two. No, close at two three. Okay. Close at two three. Um, because what AD is able to do on the defensive end is mm -hmm. they ch change the game and the rebounding. They're both ex excellent rebounders. Mm -hmm. Excellent rebounders, both guys. Um, so I'm gonna say Jokic two, AD three, 
But again, it's it's very it's very close. And again, I just trust LeBron. This is this this is this is LeBron time, bro. Like again, like this is this is his season, bro. See the playoffs. And, and it's it's clear that I'm a hater. Let's just be honest, LeBron hater. But even uh, what is his name? Weinstein, Weinstein, uh, ESPN, the the heavy guy that looks like me. Oh, with curly hair. Wine horse, Wayne horse, whatever. Weinstein? Yeah, Wayne horse. Yeah. Uh, even he's talked about how LeBron this season has rested more while on the court or taken plays off. And he's praised him for it and just acted like LeBron is doing it because he's smart. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I just feel personally that AD is more valuable on this Laker team than LeBron is at this moment in time. And that's why I asked you who you rank more. I'm not taking anything from LeBron. I think at some point there's got to be a passing of the torch, but I think the media wants to hold on to LeBron being the best ever that they keep feeding towards him. And I'm not – I'm just – I'm not trying to be hateful on my hate on this, but I think AD deserves a lot more credit than what he's getting for this Laker run that they're doing. If AD doesn't have the games that he has, they're not in this. And LeBron, I feel like, yeah, he's getting – stats but i feel like the impact is more by ad and it's me i'm sure i might be hating a little bit but i just yeah, feel like yeah. the impact of the game offense and defense is more done by ad than it is lebron this season well i just said i just said ad top three player in the world right now left out of the top five top five players in the in, mm-hmm. the, in the conference finals i said ad's third but he could easily be two so right I picked the Lakers because of LeBron and AD. Like so, right. I, I agree. I agree, but I agree with some of that. But again, we just saw LeBron thirty-nine and nine on seventy percent shooting in an elimination game. So that what that tells me is, and that's great. Obviously, what that, that what that, is, what, I want to what that tells me what that tells me is he doesn't have to play like how he played in the Cleveland days so soon in the playoffs. Like, may, like the Western Conference Finals in the finals, I, he will turn it on. He will turn right. it on because. These are the two series that matter the most. In his, and it could be my old head on this, but it don't make sense yeah. to me. Like, I feel like people are okay with LeBron resting through games and they're like, oh, wow, he turned it up for game seven because this not is really LeBron resting, time. though. He's not really resting, though. But oh, when we. He's not resting. That was in 24, 10, and five. Yeah, the, 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 on, on 49% again, shooting. I think stats, he's, he's, he shows on the stats, but as far as impact in the game, it's more AD because he's demanding more on the defense shot blocks and and, and just help defense on that. Now, he, he again, recruited AD though. So, I mean, that doesn't make <laughs> him great because he recruited him. That he doesn't make him great that he picked his teammate. Well, no, like we're talking about play. We're not not talking about GM that he does. And it's great that he picked him. But yeah, I it's just the whole pack. It's the whole package. It's, the, it's everything. I mean, picking why is, your why, is, why is why is why is AD there to play with who? But you're saying, and I, and I'm not trying to fuss at you on this, but I just feel like you're saying that LeBron is the the greater player because he got AD to play with him. That has when we're talking that's not, about that's, that's not what I said though. I said I said LeBron's a greater player because I he's out of everybody left in the playoffs. I trust him more than any of those guys in the playoffs. This is what I was telling you guys before. Y'all were telling me Giannis, and I was like, uh, you sure about that? Like, well, that's trust. I think Giannis. Impacts yeah, the game more. Tr- yeah, tr- tr- trust, trust to help your to help your team win the chip. But here, here's where I was going. <laughs> yeah. His his game seven is great, but he could have done it six, five, or four. 
as well, but he's 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 lacking on some of these. Like even ESPN analysis analysis are kind of picking at it now, saying that he's actually resting on games and in plays while he's nah, in the game. Everybody, everybody resting. I mean, game. I'm not gonna every, lie, every man. Player, like every player. So, so you see, so you're telling me you seen Giannis play 100 48 minutes? Are you telling me? I feel like Giannis is giving 100% when he's I, in the game. I, and I mean, then they take like, him out to rest him. So, like LeBron so, is resting while on the court. So now. LeBron, the only player. Let me get this all right. Let me get this all right. Bro, like, the man is the in... only player. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Let me get this go, all right. Go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. So LeBron is the only player that you've seen that rests during games. That's what okay. we got on record right now. No, no, no. No, no. Okay. When, okay. when so we put like, when we put LeBron up here. On this high, as far as one or two in the in ever, he has to have a little more accountability on those things. Like, I mean, if we say LeBron rested on this, but yet he's the greatest ever play, and then we've got well, Ty Lue back when he played, like he rested. Like those two aren't comparable players on a, in the conversation. So, so, so Jordan, Jordan, Jordan never rested. So when, so when Pippen was playing with the flu. So when, so when, so when, so when Pippen was was playmaking, playing guarding, the, guarding the opposing team's best player, what was that? Uh huh. I mean, what, what what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, no, but you, but you but you just said you just said you, if you're gonna say he's the greatest player, he can't rest. And I'm asking you, I'm not man. saying he's resting. Like he's still playing defense. I mean, LeBron's pretty much never guarded the, the greatest player on the other team. Like that's not something that he does. What are you talking about? Yo, I man, mean, he, Mike, no. Michael, <laughs> Michael, let me let me ask you he's this real quick. Them. So yes, go ahead. So you're saying that MJ never rested, right? So. Okay. So like rest, so okay, well hang on real quick. Rested, like go ahead. So what so what do you call from what year was that? 93 to 95 when he said, I'm gonna go play baseball for a little bit. I'm, I'm not even going there. I'm just talking about when they when I mean, do you think that's resting? Like he's playing another sport. Like I mean and then there's a conspiracy that they're not the NBA. Not in the NBA, but it's not resting. Like he's not still even, trying to play in another I'm not, sport. But let's let's go back to my point. So when Pip, so when Pippen had when Pippen was guarding the opposing team when he guarded Magic in '91, mm-hmm. Pippen guarded Magic in '91 after Game One. What's that? I mean, it's a switch. Like I mean, he's That's still playing. Switch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a switch. Are you are you by him not Yo, guarding Magic? He's resting. What you're saying, like, what, you, what, you're saying what, 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 what you're saying, what you're saying is you're saying you're saying you're going to hold LeBron to a standard of being the best. He has he can't rest I, during games, right? That's what I said? never said resting by not guarding the best player. Like offensively, you can even see that he rests on some plays. Like I'm telling you. That's good. Even analysts, analysts are even saying that he's rested a lot this year. But that's, yet, that's, that's as good. a whole, everyone still says he's the king. I mean, like, like he's in your because one, he's in your twenty. Right like, You're twenty, right thirty-eight years old. Yo, I got him right here. I got him right here. I'm got, that's good. That that's good. You so you want so he's playing off the ball. So what, <laughs> what does that do? What what has that done since he's played off the ball? It, it's let us see what we've seen. Reeves, like yo, Reeves is a guy. He could play, make. He could do things. D'Lo. You see right. D'Lo step up. It's it's helped the rest of his team. We already know what LeBron can do. Now we're seeing I mean, Reeves step up. Now we're seeing Shorter step up. We're seeing we're seeing D'Lo take playmaking responsibilities. But when it's time, like a closeout game, like Game mm-hmm. Six, thirty nine and nine on and again, percent shooting. Like, it could wow, be like he's the best. It could be an old head. Like I said, it could be my old head on this. But like you see them play twenty years too. 
I'm just saying, like, I feel like a lot of credit gets given to him, which he is a great player. I'm not denying it, but I feel like media wants to give him more credit on some of this instead of AD because AD is very pivotal, pivotal to this team. Of course, and I think he gets course. overlooked. Of course, but you listen. That's to media, all I'm really going at. Like media. LeBron is great. He's he's third best player in the NBA ever, but like third best player in the I, NBA. I, I'm ever? just messing. I'm messing. He's fourth. But I just feel like oh, oh, I don't man. know. I feel like he gets by with a lot. Elaborate I, the resting like that. Like we have professional media people that are actually saying, "Hey, in some situations, like LeBron disappears." We've seen many times this year that we've watched games where his defense completely lacked. Like he didn't even try to help or cut off people, and it's happening more. But yet, people are still saying he's the greatest. Like the great. Yeah, I could argue he's playing that. his best defense he's played in a long time in the playoffs, right? Now, right now, in the playoffs. Why? why? I mean, because why? Because which? And and when he when he came back from injury, they still had a top defense that didn't drop off. Right. When he came right. back their, from injury, so their defense was good without him because right, they all was good play with, defense. It, it was good without him, and it still remained to be good when he got back. Listen, I told you all at the beginning of that conversation, I'm not trying to hate on LeBron as much as y'all are making me. I'm trying to give more credit to AD on, on more impacting the game as a whole but we, but we from know, both we ends. But, but you're listening to the media. They flip-flop every day. So, you know, you, mm. you got to stop listening to the media, bro. They flip-flop all the time. They flip at, at the end of the day. So so you, so who, who, so rank, rank the best players right now left in the playoffs. Well, that's why I asked you. I never said one, now, two, three now, was in the I'm West. Asking, now, now I'm asking you. Now, if we <laughs> – I'm asking you. Yeah. I, I love you, CJ. Just be honest. <laughs> uh, I mean, it'd be hard to not put uh, Jokic as number one compared to what all he's done and everything. I, I mean – He's taken that team for the past three years and made them good when they were out with anyone. But bro, I would probably, but I would probably do that for the longest. Hey, hey, I would take AD as number one with LeBron number two and Jokic number three. But it's hard to, they're so interchangeable. All three of them were good. Nick hated it so much. He just bounced. He said, I'm out. As I'm saying, I, want to, I want to hear Nick's top three, bro. Because I was going to ask you about that time. just said, true. When we had this discussion in the space, uh-huh. I was like Giannis, and I'm like, and then he was like, "No, it doesn't matter about who you trust." That's a different question. I'm like, how is that a different question? It's the same thing. It I, I disagree with in. you, and I, I still disagree with you. It all factors in, though, because you're you pick, why, because you're not picking Giannis if you didn't see him win a championship, right? I don't know. So you're picking. So so if Giannis didn't win a chip, you would pick Giannis as the best, better than LeBron. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't really say. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to lie to you and say yes or no either way. I really, I don't. I really, I don't know, because Giannis really is a huge two way player. Yeah, he's a great two way player, but he can't create his own shot. Outside, of I agree. Game. I agree. We all have flaws. I mean, you yo, think LeBron's yo, number one? Nick, what's your top three in in the NBA right now in the playoffs? In the playoffs and, right now, and, and don't be biased because CJ is you know putting I'm, pressure I'm, on. I'm you. actually surprised no one said Jimmy. I'm surprised you you didn't say Jimmy. There's a difference. Like, are, are you saying Jimmy? I mean, you didn't you say that like some weeks ago? Like Jimmy is the best player in the playoffs right now, or one of the best players? I mean, now you match. <laughs> I 
Sometimes I might say stuff. I mean, okay, like, I mean, I, I was surprised. Jimmy is personally straight on this one. Jimmy has the willpower to do it. You know, if that makes sense. Like these other the other three we talked about, they've got the different games and stuff going on. Jimmy doesn't really have anything that sticks out like he's just great a great shooter, three pointer, or great mid range or anything like that. Jimmy just does what it takes to win. And Right. That's hard to rank. And that's where I would say Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't care what you're looking for as far as like a uh, specialist. Jimmy Butler just does whatever it does to win. And it's hard to rank that as a player. Yeah, yeah, Nick, what's your top three, man? Now, I'll, I will say this, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure y'all may disagree, but if we're talking about like pure like leaderships, like the number no, one the option. The best three players. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, these three guys are the number one options. They've led their team deep in playoff runs. I'm going LeBron. Okay, yeah, in order. I'll go LeBron, I'll go Jimmy, and I'll go Jokic. So you don't even have AD in your top three? I mean, that's fine. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, AD is great, but I don't know. I I, I mean, do do y'all see him as the number one option for this team? You know, it's like a one A one B, bro. Like I said it's the best duo in the world. It's just like Shaq and Kobe. I can say it's, it's not. I'm not talking about Harden and Embiid. This is different now. Oh no, no, this we're not talking about AD. It's like Shaq and Kobe, bro. Like and Shaq I guess and Kobe, I, man. I think that's a little more respectful uh, as they seriously are a one A one B. Yes. It's the Avengers. They're all the superheroes on that team. You know, like they're both at that. Yeah. So do you want to? They all had their all movies and came into one. That's what it is. So Nick, you want to backtrack on your 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 stands before in the space? Remember in the space? Oh, we talking. We talking about right now the playoffs. We talking about right now. Exactly. Honestly, that was there. Like, so you agree? So you coming to agree now, right? Okay. I mean, if Giannis was in the playoffs, would he be your number one still? Probably, yeah. Thank you. But he lost. I, I mean, but that's the thing. We're talking about right now who's in the playoffs right now. I mean, we were talking about over, like, the past recent years. Right. Because we we, we also said Steph was in there. Now Steph's not in the playoffs no more. Yeah, so if Giannis Steph. and Steph were in there, who – Okay, who's your top three Steph. in the NBA right now? Who's top three in the NBA right now? What are you talking about? See, see, this is a thing, though. Like, like, the, the, like see, these are, these are different conversations because this earlier – CJ said that Jokic was top three in the world, but he's not gonna say C. He's not gonna say Jokic is like the top three player that's gonna help him win a championship that he believes could win you a championship. Yeah, he's one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, when I okay. say that, so, that's what I'm saying. Yes. So you do trust him to win one or no? I mean, yeah, he has. I don't. Not against this. Not against this. These guys, because again, I have another guy in the top three that I said is the right. top three player in the world that's better than him. So no, but can you? <laughs> But if you I, said I was earlier, the owner of a he's team. top three in the world. He is playing. Yes, yes. I guess I just said. I said well, him, AD, and, and LeBron or the, or the so, three best players left. Yes. Okay. So out of every NBA player, do you still have him top three? If he, if he if he could get past if he could get past the Lakers, yes. Well, you I'll said he's still right top now. Three yes. In the world. Right, right now, is he not? I mean, I'm asking you because you said yeah, he's the top three in the world, but then yes, if every yes, NBA yes. player is on there, do you have him in your top three? Because that don't make sense. It, it, how does it not make sense? You know, if what, he's something... the top three player in the world, then he should be in your top three in all NBA players, shouldn't he? 
Um, but are we also looking at right now, though? You know what's crazy? Something right honestly now, just came. I would Something. still take. I was. You got to still look at the body of work that that's that Steph has done and who he's gotten past to get to a chip. If Jokic so, Jokic wouldn't over, be in your top three then, right? Over overall. Overall, even though you said no. he's the third best world in right. the world right now. Right. Yeah. Right now. Yes. But o- overall, I would probably still go Steph. Okay. And, and I'll put him, I'll put him in my top three. I still, but right now, yeah, of course, I'm not going to deny what he's done in these first two series. I'm not going to say, Oh, nah, he can't be that. No, I'm not going to say that because again, he's a great player. But again, also I'm, when I'm you lost. look at, when you look, when you look at the, this really is not that hard to understand, but if you look at the, if you look at the four best leagues, <laughs> It could be it could well it's actually you could look at it interchangeable, but you could go Giannis, Jokic, AD, and B from th- those guys could be your top four players for some people. Got them in the top four. Me, I got them top five, top six. And and it could it could be interchangeable like that. But yeah, right now, the way Jokic is playing, yes, he's playing like the the top three play. He's the top three player left in the in the final four. That's just a fact. I'm not. Why would I say Steph when Steph just got bounced out? But before, okay. First, so when you said he's the top three in the world, it's because he's left. Is that what you're saying? No, it's because it's because also how he's playing. It's not just because he's left. It's because how, how well he's playing as well. Also, that, that's a factor. <laughs> I'm not just saying. Oh, by default, he's just. A, so he's how just is he not your top three? In the all NBA? because he's still because he's still because he still has to win a championship and all the guys that I have before him have still won a championship. What's what's so what's so what's so hard but is there to that? If he's all right, so if he's if he's if he's but you all right, so but you so where's Giannis at? Yeah, I had I had Giannis third. I had Giannis okay. third when the playoffs just started. I had Giannis third. I had LeBron, Curry, and then Giannis. Still okay. had that. Let me at least voice what's in my head why I'm not understanding this, okay? And then maybe it makes sense where you're coming from or not, okay? So you're saying that Jokic is playing at the level right now as the top three player in the world. Yes. But if you're going to rank everyone in the NBA right now, he wouldn't be in the top three. If he's able to win it right now, for me, no. Then how is he? No. Playing in the top three in the world—that's that's where I'm confused. That's what's the difference? Why would, I, why would I have? Why would I have a player that just got bounced out, left it out of the out of the five? But why would I have them left right in, in the playoffs right now? I'm talking about in the playoffs. I'm talking which is roster on every team right yes, now. Where would you rank? You could have. I mean, for me, three is interchangeable. You can have Jokic there. You can have Giannis there. Some people have Giannis there because he already won a championship. Some people have Jokic there because he can shoot and do other things. And Bede, probably on the outside looking in. AD is more talented than those other guys, but he can't stay healthy. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Three is interchangeable. You could have any one of those guys there. But okay. I'm still taking I – still, I still like LeBron and Steph right. for, for two. But LeBron is still one for me because, again, he's still here. Like he, he's he's still here, and you guys were saying Giannis okay. was the best. You, but you guys were saying Giannis was the best player. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I'm still okay with that. 
How about yeah. you, Nick? Are you still okay saying that Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now? I like it. Yeah, Giannis is a great player, man. I'm not hating on Giannis, but again, like you know, you know, you know what's an interesting debate because I just started thinking about this. You know, we all love Jimmy. You know, he, what and what he's been doing. He got to the he got Miami to the finals, but I think if you're talking about like a guy who can lead you to deep playoff runs, I think I think Jimmy and Tatum are like right there. That's what I was saying. Neck I said neck. Four, I said, yeah. That's what I said. Four and five, but in the top five players left, I said it could be it's interchangeable between Tatum and and Butler. That's what I said because they they went against each other and beat each other in route to the finals and met in the here, here we go again. We're about to see again who's going to yeah. win. So, it, you know, again, even though Jimmy doesn't really, we never when we talk about Butler, we never put him in the MVP conversation during the regular season and All NBA and stuff like that. Wasn't even an All Star this year. Wasn't an all star this year, you know. All, all, all of the eighths, they were they were the eighth seed. So you know, it's it's all of the, all of that stuff for Jimmy in the regular season. But come playoff, that's why it's weird to that's that's why it's weird ranking him mm-hmm. because like he he plays so well in the playoffs, but he does play well in the regular. If you look at his numbers and shooting splits, like they're really good and they're efficient, but it's not all NBA, and it's not great. Like he, it's okay. No, it's great. I mean, he, this this year was it was it was 53, 35, 85. That's good. That's excellent. Like because he's not known for being a great three point shooter, but I guess this year yeah. he did shoot better. Yeah, he shot he shot he shot better this year. He, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not known for being a great three point shooter. He just he turns it on in the playoff. That's why it's weird ranking him. But I mean, right mm-hmm. now, left of course. I mean, again, they're the AC took an AC to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like they were the number yeah, one seed last year, and they were in the Eastern right. Conference Finals. Has only be what six for everybody, right? They've been they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the four years he's been there, and they still don't get no love. That's impressive. He's been to the Conference Finals with that team more than Joel Embiid has in like six, seven years with Philly. His whole career, yeah, his whole career. <laughs> Pitiful. That's great for Miami. Let me tell you, it is great well, for Miami. We're at two hours and 50 minutes, and my brain is fried after the top three threes. I'm, it's midnight. I, I think it's me. I got to go to bed. Uh, anything else you guys want to uh, talk about or address? Yes, I think we need to do a space tomorrow at all costs. I will try my best to get on there. I do have some prior arrangements, but I will try to see what I can do as far as being on, what, 750 we want to try to be on. 755. 750, yeah, I mean 755, yeah. Like, hey, yeah, tell, like, tell 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 Miss Lawson we got things to do tomorrow. I, I will try my best. I will try my <laughs> best. Uh yeah. never mind. I'm not going to need these stories. But none of those. <laughs> Calm down, Nick. Off camera. Off camera. No, or man, off, off, off air. It's not that. It's not that. Okay. Anyways, so uh you can find me guys at pretty much anywhere you find it. MNC Hoops. And if you can see it right now at the bottom of your screen, it says Linktree slash MNC Hoops, and that has the link for everything. You know, we've got a podcast you can listen to while you're driving to work, or you can watch us on Twitter, do some great stuff. And CJ does some great clips for us from these shorts that we post quite a bit on IG. Granted, I haven't done one in a while, and I'm sorry, guys. I need to step it up. I need to pull my weight around here on that. So be looking for those. I, I kind of want, since we're getting into the draft, especially with the lottery, I kind of want to start doing a little Kentucky stuff on some of these shorts, like who we're going to have coming back next year and do things like that. So okay. let's do some shorts on the draft, man. The draft coming up in another month. Absolutely. I think we need to focus a little bit on that as the time's coming. But uh, 
my personal MD Lawson 00 pretty much on anything. Go follow me on all that. But more importantly, go to MNC Hoops. Check us uh, out on YouTube. Excuse me, youtube.com at MNC Hoops. We uh, are seeing quite a bit of grow on our subscriptions. Go subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you go can see. Go to So there, we're 18 away from 100. 18 away. And when we get to that 100, Early what are they winning, guys? Free cup. Let's see that cup. There it is. You can get a cup sent to you if you are in that top 100 of our subscribers. We will do a random draw and send you a personalized <laughs> cup on that. So that's for me. How about you guys? Follow. Well, first and foremost, as Michael mentioned, follow us at MNC Hoops everywhere Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to us wherever Apple, Spotify. Give us five-star reviews. I think we deserve it. Subscribe to the YouTube. Like I mentioned, 18 away from 100. As for me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at NickAndreATR. Check out my link tree in the bio. You will check out everything from podcasts, articles, you name it. CJames9 underscore on Twitter. CJ.James9 on IG. MNC Hoops everywhere at MNC Hoops TikTok. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, take that. Yeah, TikTok's doing well also. Uh, obviously on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And then when you hit that notification bell, make sure you hit all so you see everything, live stream, videos, shorts, everything on YouTube. Like Nick said, we're 18 away from 100 subs. Big milestone for us. We're going to hit that by the end of the month. I'm very confident in that. So, yeah, man, uh, we appreciate your support. We're going to keep it going. Absolutely. Of course, uh, if you are on Twitch by chance, uh, CJ does a lot of his game stuff on there. CJ versus the world, right? CJ, CJ, versus, CJ versus the world on Twitch. I've been on doing a, more YouTube. Uh, okay. Streaming on YouTube now. Twitch. It's kind of a little funny with their uh, with their uh, TOS uh, as okay. of late, but uh, yeah, YouTube definitely now. CJ versus the world on YouTube. It's that. not CJ against the world, just so you know. It's CJ uh, it's, versus it's the world. Too, that's, that's too much. It's just versus. It's, yeah. it's better. <laughs> Guys, until next week, at least seeing your faces, I hope you all have a great week. Happy Mother's Day again to everyone out there. We appreciate you all support so much. Go subscribe to everything you can. And until then, you all have a great one. Twitter space. Twitter space Twitter tomorrow. Space tomorrow. tomorrow. Tap in. Deuces.